Okay, so where do I start, man? I just want to give a big thank you to all the businesses and personal brands that have been sponsoring the Half Court Podcast, that have been following us throughout this journey. Man, I have no words to describe the support, the love, and just helping each other out, man. It's, it's been big. I have, it's been overwhelming, and it's been amazing, man. Thank you guys for letting us grow and giving you guys value. Uh, we're going to keep coming up with more content. We're more motivated than ever. But I want to give a big, big shout-out to my man, George De La Tapes, for encouraging us to start these sponsors. He believed in us from the start, and he came up with this idea. So big shout-out to him and the Supreme Barbering team. Thank you, man, once again. Thank you to all the personal brands, small businesses. We're going to keep growing, man. Boom. And now for our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Padrino. Who are they, you may ask? La Banda Más Caliente No KC. You can count on a group of very talented guys that can bring life to your party or event with live performance. I'm talking about guinces, weddings, restaurants, grand openings for businesses or personal brands, events, you name it. They are counting on high quality, and you're talking about music to make you drink and dance. Like, listen to this, man. Where's my beer? Let's get to the dancing, man. Ooh. Yeah. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, Padrino, the hottest band in OKC. We'll leave their information in the description down below. Also with their phone numbers, make sure you contact them for your special event. And I promise you the energy and the vibes are going to be there. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, that is Padrino. And our next sponsor is ART Photography. Three talented and professional photographers ready to capture memories that you will remember for a lifetime. And right now, they are running one hell of a promotion. When you purchase one of their exclusive packages, you can bring a friend with you, which means that they're going to get a photo shoot, a free one. You pay for it, your friend gets it for free. It can't get any better than that, right? It can't get any better than that, right? I'm telling you, these people will deliver you high quality photography, high quality pictures, and their turnaround rate is immediately. Like, you'll get those pictures, bam, like that. And I promise you, you're going to like it. So let them know that the Half Court Podcast sent you guys and take advantage of this promo because I'm telling you, it is one hell of a deal. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, that is A-R-N-T Photography. All the information will be in the description down below and hit them up. Boom. Last but not least, our final sponsor for today's episode is brought to you by Calloused Leather. Calloused Leather makes one of the best leather wallets in the city. It's handmade, hand-stitched, and they even add your personal logo. They add like a stamp to it, which makes it look mm 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 It is so good that even me and AV had to get one made. And we are excited. I'm telling you, this guy, we had him in the podcast. This guy is passionate about what he does. He is a master. He knows what he's doing. He loves this craft. Go out and check out his Instagram. Go out and check out his YouTube channel. He's putting content out there. He's dedicated to this business. And pretty soon he's going to be working on leather sunglass cases and for the ladies He's doing purses pretty soon. So be on the lookout for that. Support your locals, man. My guy, Rolando, big shout out to him for supporting us, for sponsoring us. And also, he's been on the podcast. So if you want to check out his business and what he does, 
check out episode 26 of the Half Court Podcast and you'll see what I'm talking about. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, Dallas Callis Leather. Boom! Take it away. It, it is reborn, man. I'm just going to say it. It's just reborn, man. This what is, is Gucci, Mano Cheese? Welcome to the Half Court Podcast. Give everybody that's been listening or watching our podcast. Big shout out to you guys. Me everywhere we repping Half Court, Half Court, you know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. What is Gucci, Manucci's? Welcome to the Half Court Podcast. I am Darwin. We got AV behind the camera, and today we got attorney Javier Hernandez. Yes, sir. I got it right, mate. Yes, sir. That's right. Man, this is probably one of the few I get right. That's Last crazy. Last time he called the homie a leather boy. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. Man, shout out to my guy, Rolando, man. Callista leather, leather. Yeah, yeah. He going, he going hard, but he's actually one of our sponsors today, so Yeah. Hey, brother. So welcome to the podcast. Uh, introduce yourself and tell the people what you do. For sure, man. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Thank you, A.V., for setting it sure. all up. You know, um, my name is Javier Hernandez. I am an attorney. I'm Oklahoma's first undocumented attorney. Um, what I've done with, you know, being a lawyer, being in law school and all of that, and now that I'm out of law school, uh, we handle immigration law. I do all the immigration work in our office. We handle personal injury, contracts, family law. A lot of it just kind of pieces together. If you're immigration, you, sometimes you have a family matter going on. Mm-hmm. Or family, you need to get a divorce so you can get remarried, get your immigration stuff going. A lot of different things that we do. Okay, um, hold up. Yeah. Yeah, you're going fast, bro. Yeah, that was bro. smooth as hell. It was, it was. He said, he said, I am the first undocumented. I wanted to get to that. I was attorney. like, whoa. And then he said, how? <laughs> I'm trying to process. How, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. How? You're, you're, you're yeah. telling me that you're the first undocumented. Attorney? Yes, sir. In, in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Como? That's, that's tight. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm here to share with y'all. That's yes, why I'm sir. happy y'all brought me on, man. I really appreciate hell, that. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Bro, this is, I mean. We keep striving, man. This that's, is this, crazy. I'm telling you, man. There's no limits. Undocumented no lawyer. Yeah, you heard that? You heard? That's crazy. Yeah, bro. So explain to the people a little bit about that. How no did you even get into all this? And Yeah. Well, I say first undocumented attorney in Oklahoma because there are other attorneys around the U.S. Uh, I think Florida and New York were the first two states that had that battle. But as far as my story goes, you know, I arrived to the U.S. and I was one. Uh, so this is home. Oklahoma has been home for the last 27 years. I'm 28 today. I've been 28 for a little while. But I, worked, I started working with an attorney as a translator, interpreter back in 2010. And he's the one that has guided me, mentored me through the whole process. And 2012 came around, and that was when DACA came about. I was at Mid-America Christian University. And that's when I first kind of started thinking, I can do something with my I have, life, right? I have a quick question. Sorry uh-huh. to interrupt. This just came out. And I've been wanting to ask this. So before DACA, like, how were you doing it? Like, as far as, like, were there, could you still work or go to school and stuff like that? So, good question. Yeah, good yeah, question. Yeah, I've been curious about it. Absolutely. No, so so I'll go. I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. Because so, Obama was the one that did bring, all right, let's yeah. bring this Dreamer Act and stuff. And, no okay. doubt, yeah. So I'll backtrack a little bit to my high school days, right? So OLAP, Oklahoma's Promise, y'all probably heard of it a little bit, but it was tuition to help you go to school. Uh, you had to apply sometime between 8th and 10th grade, and at that time you weren't required to be a U.S. citizen or mm-hmm. a resident. So whenever that first came about, I was at Dove Science Academy, and they're like, you know, everyone apply it. It's a college prep course, so everybody's ready thinking about school. 
And so I started applying, and that was the first time I ever really thought about what it meant to be undocumented. So the question, I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the answer to this. So I take it home, talk to my parents. They're like, yeah, you were born in Mexico. Like, you, Valeo verga, mijo. Valeo, yeah, basically, right? They're like, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no tienes papeles. You know, you're not going to be able to get a driver's license, all of that. So, you Wait, know, how old were you when you, they broke the bubble? I was 13. 13, okay. 13, so you were yeah. aware? A little bit, yeah. Okay. I mean, I didn't, I didn't understand government. I understand what it meant to be undocumented. I didn't know that the U.S. government was going to have any type of say over what I did, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm a Mexican. I'm, el gobierno de aquí, nothing, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I started applying for colleges and all that as I got to my senior year and all that. And I spoke to a bunch of colleges like, yo, I'm, I'm undocumented. Uh, this is my situation. And at that time, it was still kind of a new thing. And the schools just weren't sure how to go about how it. How to handle it. How to handle it, yeah. That's why I said uh, I'm going to barber college. Yeah, right? Because I was like, man, fuck that. Yeah, it was, I think I feel like for schools, it's like a weird position because like you don't say no to kids that want to learn. <clears throat> but rather. they just don't know. The administrators are new people that, you know, they, they don't know better, bro. It's like mm -hmm. when you go to the club and you show them a Mexican ID, mm -hmm. they don't even know where the fuck the birth date is at. None of that. And it's not their fault. It's just, you know, they don't fucking know. So it's but like, they still uh, let you in. Sometimes at Edna's they don't. So they don't. Yeah, there's been certain, there's certain places Bastards. that don't. So, um, <laughs> no, but as far as that goes, I, I understand because like I had a interview for a scholarship, and I had went for a job interview, and they found out that I was illegal. So they basically denied. Me. Like the manager just looked at me in the eye. He was just like, "Nah, bro. Nah, yeah. yeah." So in my mind, I'm like, I'm about to go to this interview. Fucking be in front of all these people. I'm like, I already know the answer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't even go. Right. <laughs> I was just like, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not going to this. Shit. I think like, that was something uh, that happened at Dove that where the counselor was like, don't stop applying. Someone's going to have to say yes. Someone has to already dealt with your situation. Someone already knows what to do to help you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so at that time, I'm applying for schools all over the U.S. Uh, my number one school was uh, OSU in Stillwater. I was like, that's my number one spot. I wanted to do architectural engineering, and that was the spot to be. So I get accepted. I start getting some scholarship money coming in, tuition, grades, uh, books, dorm, everything. I had pretty much everything covered for OSU and Stillwater. And then um, about a month before school started, uh, they hit me up. Hey, you know, all that money we said we were going to give you, well, we can't give it to you. Psych. Psych, yeah. yeah. And it was all because of, um, you know, being undocumented, we can't take state or federal money because then in the long run or sometime when you apply, then it can become an issue for your immigration status. And then even then, just the federal government isn't, doesn't want to give money. I mean, we don't get tax, we don't get tax money back as undocumented people filing our taxes, right? So they're not just going to give me money to go to school. And so that was pretty much what happened. Um, it happened at OSU in Stillwater, and then I had a full ride scholarship to USAO, the University of Science and Arts of Oklahoma. How were your grades looking? Uh, I mean, I had a 3.7 something. I had a 24 on my ACT. I was involved in a bunch of things, you know. So I was I was good. Yeah. Um, they gave me what they call their PLC, Presidential Leadership Class Scholarship, or something. They obviously and knew you were a good motherfucker. Yeah. Well, I walked in my interview. They had a a full panel of people, like seven people, tell us your story, you know, and they call me a week later, yeah, we got this scholarship. So I go up to the school, um, this is after OSU has already told me no, I go up to the school and they're like, uh, do you have proof of citizenship? Uh, yeah, see, bro, that's what I'm like, saying, that's why I didn't even go to that fucking interview, because I already, yeah. I had already experienced that, bro, when I got in the car, like, that was one of the few times where I wanted to, like, cry, like, Absolutely. just like, 
Yeah, this like, like bro, I, I know you can't do I shit know about I'm it. Qualified. I know I'm qualified. Yeah. Because you got a bunch of fucking idiots here. And I, you mean to tell me you yeah. can't give me the job because. One paper. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, man, this is some bullshit, you know? So after that, I had a chip on my shoulder. Like, yeah. it was like, all right, fuck this. Yeah. I'm going to start cutting hair. I'm going to start <laughs> <laughs> whatever I got to do by any means on some Malcolm X shit. But that's yeah. right, bro. I mean, that's that's been one of the things that I tell anyone who I talk to now who's going through the same thing. I'm like. Just because they tell you no here doesn't mean you got to stop. There's going to be something else that either you find or some, someone else is going to give you an opportunity. So, you know, keep on going. And so I appreciate that from you. Maybe. For sure, bro. And we've seen it on Alex Alcedo's podcast, too. Right. He, he was going to be in the Olympics and he couldn't do it because he, told, he didn't have yeah, that yeah. fucking He wasn't number. a citizen. That, you know what I'm saying? That's like how it is. You don't have that fucking. And, and so he had to go to Mexico. He had to do all this unnecessary ass shit just because he doesn't have a fucking. Can they still do a background check on you? Yeah, bro, they have everything on you. I think yeah. that's that's the thing. With I the think that would be bro, immigration has everything on you that they need. If you very qualified for the job, I think with a background that, check that, that's the would thing, be. Though, bro, with, uh, that's why I don't talk about immigration because I get so worked up. Worked up, bro, because people don't understand. They're like, well, why don't you just go become a citizen? It ain't easy, <laughs> bud. It ain't, easy. It ain't bro, easy. It's not about the money. You know what I'm it's, saying? Yeah. Like, we've lost. My family has lost. A shit ton of money trying to get a lawyer here, a lawyer there, and it doesn't work. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It just doesn't work. So it's, it's crazy, bro. That's the thing. Some people, uh, you also hear, get in line. Some people don't have a line to get into. Some people don't have that Mm-mm. path, right? Um, and so that's, that's kind of what we're talking about and just get into that path. And so, you know, I'm in school. This thing happens at USAO. This thing happens at OSU. And then I had tried out for soccer at Mid-America Christian University just up the street. And uh, the coach was like, you know, we already have some students here who are um, undocumented and you were able to help them because they're a private school. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like AV and Darwin or half court giving money to the school and say, yo, you hear some scholarship money, give it to whoever you want, whenever you want. And so with private donors, I was able to get some of that private scholarship. I got a soccer scholarship. And again, my grades helped me. And so I ended up at Mid-America in 2010. And then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to school because uh, they actually had me sign a paper, an affidavit of intent that said uh, if, if uh, what do they say, like if a, an opportunity becomes available for you to apply for citizenship, you're going to take it. <laughs> Duh. <you know? laughs> so yeah. I, I sign my paper, I get on, and uh, they get me all through my financial aid, and I'm get, taken care of going to school for the first two years. And like you said, Obama comes through with the, with the DACA program, and he says, yo, we're not going to deport this, this group of people. Right. And uh, luckily, I, I was within that group. There are a lot of people that missed by like a month or a year. And now a lot of those people now are eligible. Right. And so with the anchor the, babies, the anchor babies. Yeah. And so now with uh, the Supreme Court decision coming down, uh, the Supreme Court said, no, the way Donald Trump tried to do away with the DACA program was wrong. And so the Supreme Court said immigration, you have to take initial applications and you have to go back to the way things were in 2012. And so right now we're in a, in a weird place mm-hmm. where we're waiting for immigration to say, yes, yeah, send in new applications. And so there's going to be an influx of people who are just going to start applying. I think they, they did a, like a round number. It was like 55,000 people who would qualify now. Yeah. How, how do you stay on top of that? Because I'm pretty sure you were like doing your research on it when it came to like Trump trying to get take away the DACA. Right. You know. So how do, what do you do to stay on top of your like resources and stuff? Yeah. Wait, hold up. Before we answer that question. Finish off how you did the whole college thing because 
I think people need to, this is yeah, valuable yeah. information, bro. Real shit. People yeah, need yeah. Because no there's so many people that would just like me. I didn't even go to the interview because I was just scared to get mm-hmm. denied. So I was like, man, fuck that. I'm not doing that shit again. So you got rejected yeah. by OSU. OSU. I didn't get. I don't say I got rejected. They just took that money away that they offered me. You know? Okay. So I was accepted. I was ready to go. I had my classes. Everything. They just said. Okay, they just said, "Yo, the money we're offering you, you know, to pay your tuition for four quali- years, you don't qualify. You don't qualify. We can't give it to you." So I'm like, "All right, that works." You know. Um, 2012 comes around. DACA comes around. I get my driver's license. I had a social security number, but on it it said not valid for work. Yep. With that, with that DACA, the employment authorization, then I can go to work. I get my driver's license. And before that, you asked, you know, how was I doing it? I was just living my life. Uh, legal. Driving. Visa. Yeah, you know, you hear from your yeah. parents. Yo, be careful, be careful. Don't yep. be out late. Don't hang out with these people. Don't do this. Don't do that. Well, I used to love graffiti. Graffiti was my passion. I had some friends and that were into it. I yeah. was ready to fuck the whole city up. <laughs> but I didn't do it because I was you illegal. Thought about it. And you I thought was about like, it. if I get caught spray painting, that's enough I get for them. That's enough. to Mexico, I'm going to feel like a real jackass. So I was like, let me just get good on this black book. I think uh, so, that's what a lot of like, you know, immigrants like don't realize that. They come here and they don't realize, you know, that any little step that you do. It can be enough for them to be like. No, I think they do realize it. I mean, we are, some of them don't, man. Like, I feel yeah. like, like they'll just do like dumb well, most shit. Most of them risk their life to get here, so they they're well aware, I think, of what they're doing. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Mean, like, they might get fucked up, drive whatever it is, but at the end of the day, they know that they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They, they know, know that if risk. they get caught, they're going back to fucking where they. Like you're hella like yeah, in your case, bro, yeah. When you had to pass the, when you have to go through the desert. Yeah, you think tough. people want to fucking do that again? Like, bro, I don't even want to go to the gym. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And these yeah. motherfuckers got to cross the desert with. And it, 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 there's no telling, too. There is no, no telling. It's like, a risk. It's, Basically, yeah. the moment they said, I want to go over there, they're like, I'm either going to go over there or I'm going to die. Like, it's, That's, uh, uh, it's the same case with, uh, with in our situation, Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic. A lot of the Dominicans, they'll cross in a small ass, like, little little trench boat. Yeah, llamamos uh, ya, ya, Yale. Uh, fuck. No, no, Yale. That's a different word. <laughs> Don't fuck it Yola, up, Yola, Yola. Yola. They call it Yola. It's a small boat, and all they're doing is pedaling from there to Puerto Rico. And that's, that's like. You know what Borico means? I do, but I forgot. <laughs> do you know what it means? Yep. What does it mean? Noble men. I knew Noble it. Man. I knew it. Borico. Yeah. And See? that's why Borinquen. It's like noble island or some shit like that. You're a pretty noble fella. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, man. But, but uh, yeah, the struggle, the struggle is real, man. So you get accepted to what school? So I, I was at Mid-America Christian University. Okay. Played, uh, played soccer there for four years. Uh, but when 2012 came around, I got my driver's license, my social security number. That's what, that was like a sense of hope, right? That's when I'm thinking, all right, now I need to, I need to focus more so that when I get done, I have a job. At that time, I was still working with the attorney. I was still kind of doing some things. And so he's like, yo, DACA, apply right now. You know, so I get my DACA card. I get my work permit, all that good stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, what's next? What am I, what will I do when I graduate? So I, you didn't know what you were going to? Nah, okay, bro. okay. So you got to write it too. It's, for, it's crazy. crazy when you're on the application. Yeah. Like, they give you a paragraph to where you have to tell them what you're going to do with like it's almost like probation type shit. What, like, what you did gotta, you put? Like you literally got to write, write like. Or I mean, at least I did. Yeah. On the little, last little paragraph, it tells you like, what do you plan on doing with your permit? So I had to be like, I'm gonna go to barber school. I'm, sure. I want to be a, a 
fucking positive person to society yeah. and this and that. And then the attorney kind of switched it up or whatever. But I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, they want to know. Years. They want to yeah. know what you're doing. They want to know how much money you're making. How if you have any assets, things like that. They want to make sure they want to know where you're living. Uh, things like that, right? So they, they keep track of you. They keep track of you. So at that time, you didn't know what the hell you wanted to do? Nah, so, I mean, I go to college, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I, I don't have a permit to work. What am I going to do after, right? So I'd, I went the math mathematics course because math was easy for me. I, I didn't like reading. My, my English wasn't great. I didn't like writing because my English wasn't great. But I did math, so I'm thinking to myself, I'll do, like, stats. I'll I'll do a math, I'll be a math teacher, I'll be a math tutor. And then I had this whole thing of uh, trying to start like a math tutoring program or a tutoring program for um, focused on math. And uh, I actually had a professor as well who tried to get me into some statistics work. And I was like, ah, I don't know, right? So I graduated in 2014 um, with my math degree. That same year, we had actually won uh, the, the regional championship to go to nationals and we went to Florida. We got our butt kicked in Florida, it was bad. Um, but I made captain my senior year, so I had some, you know, I had some in soccer in soccer, yeah. yeah, bro. So I had I had some good times in soccer and everything in the community around uh, MacU, a lot of people supporting what we were doing. And then 2014 comes around, and I'm like, well, I graduated. What's next? What do I do next? Right. So um, I take a year off, uh, and I'm working at ISA at the indoor soccer arena, just getting to meet a bunch of people, working customer service, talking to people, you know, doing things like that. And then I started coaching little kids, and I'm still working at the law office full time. And then the the lawyer I work with, Lambert Dunn, he goes, "Yo, man, you should take the LSAT." What's the LSAT? Well, it's to get into law school, right? And I'm thinking to myself, I don't really need to take the LSAT. I don't really want to go to law school. And at that time, I still didn't even understand what it meant to be an attorney because I'm still just fresh out of college. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking to myself, I can't be an attorney. I'm Mexican, things like that. You, Still a little pup. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. And you watch these movies and they're old white men and, you know, then you uh, legally blonde, but they're still white, but you don't ever see a, a Mexican attorney. A brown motherfucker. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, I'll take the LSAT. If I do well, if I, I'll apply to law school. If I get accepted, great. If not, oh, mm-hmm. well, I'll try again later or something. Um, I take the LSAT, no requirement. I had a driver's license at that point. That's really all they asked for, right? They, a state ID. Yeah. So I turn in my state ID, take my test. I do all right. Apply for OCU Law in, in downtown right now, and I get accepted. They send me a letter, acceptance letter. They say, hey, we have some money we want to offer you. Hey, all right, let's go. You know, vamonos. Let's um, go. And so same thing. I tell them my situation. I'm like, yo, you know, I'm undocumented. I sat down with the dean of admissions, and I told her straight up. I was like, I'm undocumented. This is I'm my a little situation. alien just trying to live the mm-hmm. American dream. Yep. She said, oh, my gosh, Javier, don't even worry. We got you. And from that day on, bro, she was like my best friend. Even till now, she's like a reference for me every time, any, anytime, anything I need. And um, I got into law school. And from the get-go, she was like, you know, if it comes to be an issue later when you take your, your bar exam, we're here to support you. We're here to say you're a good person, that you're a good student. You've done everything that everyone else is doing. Um, so we support you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll touch on the story of uh, Cesar Vargas. He's the first uh, undocumented attorney in New York. He had to fight for three years for them to give him his license because uh-huh. he was undocumented. But the state of Oklahoma has no, they don't have any restrictions on that. Shout out. Shout, shout out. out. Shout out, right? That's yeah. one thing they're doing, right? Yeah. There's one thing they're yeah. doing, Stop right? Stop playing with Oklahoma, man. Yeah. Stop playing. Yeah. Um, damn, that's crazy. So you've been an attorney for how long now? Uh, about a year and 
two months now, officially, officially, yeah. yeah. So when I get into law school, um, <laughs> that fool Marco was like, uh, uh, he was like, he's the one that told us to get you on here. Yeah. So I was like, what does he do or what, bro? He's, uh, I was like, is he doing his thing? And he was like. Yeah, he's doing his thing for Webback. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Marco, man. That's yeah, shout out Marco, man. I appreciate your brother. Um, but, you know, I'm in law school, and uh, I had to educate a lot of people, bro. I had to educate a lot of people. Especially you know? Rasa, bro. It's hard to educate. Because yeah. they, they're, they're just... I was, bro, it, was, it was the white folks that I was educating. Really? Yeah, bro. All right, let me tell you this. We, I get into our orientation. There's 170 of us. Uh, about 160 are white. The other 10 are a couple of us, Hispanic, Latinos, and then the rest are a couple, a couple of black and Asian kids, right? But 160 white people, bro. Mm-hmm. So I'm going into this school just like, yeah, should I even be here? Should I, you know, can I Feeling keep awkward up? And shit. Yeah, can I keep up? Am I going to get like when a white boy walks in a black barbershop? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I mean, you know, it's things like that where you just, uh, we, my wife basically taught me the words like imposter syndrome. Right, so we feel like we're in a place where we shouldn't be, but not. We, why not? Yeah, why not? We we deserve to be there. If we yeah. work our butts off, we were off, brainwashed. We, we were just brainwashed yeah, to bro. think like, oh, like, oh, good. and our parents are scared. They're not even. They can't even order mm-hmm. a fucking number two off of Burger King. So they're just like, it's the unknown. It's yeah. the unknown, bro. Every day you just gotta make sure. Shout out to all the immigrant yeah. families out there, man. Yeah, just, almost makes me want to cry, bro. No doubt. Yeah, uh, you just gotta take every day. You know. By the by, the book and just mm-hmm. try to stay out of trouble and yeah, it can be it can get rough out there, you know. No so um, as of right now, when they say what would like what is your strength when it comes to mm-hmm. you know fighting the case or whatever the case may be, what would you say? I think it's my connection to people. Honestly, um, that was one of the things that that I, I told myself from the get go. And always, really, in my life, I've always, like, wanted to help people. And growing up, you know, helping my parents, as, as you mentioned, you know, translating and doing things like that, helping other family members and just my friends in classrooms and things like that. So my goal has always been to help people. Um, I always said, if I make money while I'm helping people, great, right? And so that, that's, that's my number one thing, just being able to connect with people, listening to them. And then... Obviously, my Spanish, you know, if mm-hmm. someone comes in, I can speak to you in Spanish. I, I understand your Portuguese. I probably can't speak Portuguese back to you, but I understand you. And just being able to connect with people like that. And then sometimes the conversation comes up. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm waiting for my green card, too. And they're like, oh, wait, what? You're a lawyer? And yeah, that's me, you know, but mm-hmm. I have that connection with them, too, as far as the immigration side of it. And so for a long time, I actually even questioned myself if I wanted to do immigration law. But the need is there right and so like i said helping people was my number one priority and so if the need is there i'm going to take it and i'm going to help so that that's uh, if i had to say one thing that's the one thing just being able to connect with the people and and really understanding their situation and then fighting for them yeah um i think uh you know when it comes to lawyer and attorneys and stuff like that i think it's an interesting profession and I, i really respect it because First of all, it's not my thing, right? Yeah. I cannot be in a room where everybody is serious and you, you, you know, you're fine, depending on the case. But anytime you're in a courtroom, it's not good, you know. So you yeah. got to be like your head has to be there. You got to be make, you're making sure you, you, you're, you're giving your clients enough confidence that, hey, I'm going to beat this case. Rather, it's a criminal shit or whatever the case whatever may be, man. Is, yeah. So um, talk to us about like 
your experiences because like i'm pretty sure like today you was at the court right yeah it was so at the what, was, today. What, what was going on down there yeah so today i had a, a dui i was handling and then i had a um, domestic abuse thing i was going that i had going on and uh, another uh, custody battle deal going on so i had kind of three things i was working on today at the courthouse um, but you know about my experiences in the courthouse uh, not long ago i had an intern with me and i said look the courthouse, the courtroom is empty right now. I said in about 20 minutes, there's going to be about 15 lawyers in here. They're going to be white, and then it's going to be me. And it's the same thing, you know. It's just the, it's the legal system and the legal field that has been dominated basically by the white folk or the white. Do you get that person. energy of like, they're looking at you like like this? And then you got to go in there strong because you're representing what is the Latin culture. Yes, sir. You know, so like. Absolutely. You're confident enough, like, I'm going to show you guys I belong here. Oh, bro. As soon as I walk into the courthouse, I'm like, I'm here to handle business. You know, even before the courthouse, my prep, the prep time going into a case, you know, those those are the things that matter. So um, part of law school was like I started off part time and everybody else around me was full time. So I had time to dive into my books to really understand what the heck was going on, right? But not only my my legal books, but I spent a lot of time in the dictionary, a lot of time because, like I said, my I reading, think wording, yeah, that's something I even want to get better at. Just because English is such a complicated language to learn, mm-hmm. like as far as like writing, reading, and understanding yeah. and pronouncing. Just anything, bro. Fuck. To be honest, like we're very ignorant to a lot of stuff, so it's like it's all right to not know a word, you know? Yeah, yeah, saying? yeah. That's yeah. fine, but. I, as yeah. of like learning, like so that's good that yeah, you yeah. picked up the dictionary because yeah. a lot of motherfuckers, are, fuck it, I don't know that word. Yeah, no, well we can't do that in law school. You know what I'm saying? They're like, yo, um, you know, if a professor asks you, yo, what do they say here? And oh, and what does that word mean? Is like, that when your parents ask you to translate happen. a fucking uh, mail? Yeah, and I'm just sitting there like, I don't even know what the shit means in <laughs> English, like. And then my dad be like, nah, pues para que chingados van a la escuela entonces, you know? And oh, I'm yeah. Like, and I'm just like... English is complicated, like, bro. Dad, like, I don't even fucking... <laughs> I to this day struggle. I, I to this day struggle. And uh, I, my main language is Spanish. But I'm pretty fluent with the English, obviously. But yeah, to this day, like, I try to learn certain words and stuff. Like, I remember... And I'll Google it. That's yeah. the thing. Like, I'll hear something. Like, I remember I was on a... I used to work at a call center and I'm on a call. And then this guy's like, what if I... This is just me hypothetically speaking. I'm like, huh? <laughs> what if I cancel my services? So I'm like, never heard of that one. Boom, searched it up. Okay, now I know what it means. So like words like that, I forgot there was another one that I just learned too. And I'm like, I, le- I search it up and I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. Because yeah. you have to use it depending on the situation, depending exactly. on the people. You know, like you exactly. got to make sure your, your words are, are proper, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and that was one of the things with law school, like one of the words statute. Well, you know, statue is, you know, statue. Right. Like, this is a statute with like a T before the E and it's a piece of law. Yeah. Because right? I know you guys have uh, like certain wordings and different, you know, I guess codes or something. Yeah. I know I have a buddy of mine that's going for he's going to become an attorney, especially yeah. in immigration. That's his like main focus. And he's like, man, I'm trying to learn all the terms that the lawyers and attorneys have. And it, he told me like certain words, certain things, this and that. I was like, damn, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 No, it really is. And, uh, you know, when you're in law school, a lot of people always ask, uh, what did you what did you uh, like study? You know, but when you're in law school, it's a full study of everything. Uh, when you take your bar exam, uh, they just switched it up in Oklahoma. But the bar exam is 16 essays and 200 multiple choice questions, a two day test 
eight hours a day. And so the 16 essays is, can be based off of like 15 subjects. Um, the multiple choice questions are based off of like eight subjects. So you got to be well-versed in every subject, right? So as soon as you're done with the bar exam, you're smarter than 10-year attorneys in some things because you've, like, you dive in and you learn that, and it's a 10-week it's study program. So for 10 weeks, that's all you do. That's all you do is study. I mean, you don't hear about that a lot, right? Yeah. Um, I, when, I started study, uh, when I started studying for the bar, this was uh, December 2018, uh, I worked for like the first two weeks and I was doing like six to eight hours of a week of studying. And then after those first, those first two weeks, I moved on. I quit working. And for the last eight weeks, I was studying from like eight to 10 hours. And then it jumped from 10 to 12. And then it jumped from 12 to like 15 hours. And that was just grind, grind, grind because I had to pass the bar exam. If I didn't, I didn't have another opportunity to take it until the summer. I took the test in February. I would have had to wait until July to retake it. So every day I woke up, bro, I was like, yo, I'm going to pass this test. I'm going to pass this test. There's no way I can fail this test. A lot of people just waiting for me to pass the test. And, it, you know, it, it was one of those things where, like, if I don't fail, if I don't pass this test, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? I can go to work, but I'm not going to be a lawyer. And so I, I pushed myself really hard those 10 weeks and said, I have to pass this test from the get-go. So do you like, um, like, getting into, like, the books and, like, reading and, and learning and studying and stuff like that. Because yeah. I feel like that's not meant for everybody. You know, a lot of people that really don't go to schools because, right. you know, they just not meant. Sure. sure. Why not? <laughs> Why not? No, absolutely. I was about to buy a six, a six pack and I was like, it's cool. It's cool. Let's, let's not do that. <laughs> but I appreciate it. You want a beer, bro? No, I'm good right now. Good? Thank you, though. Yeah. Um, so you asked about resources earlier, too. So I'll tie that in with this question. Uh, yeah, man, that's a, that's a, something we do just about every day, especially with immigration, right? There's always something changing. There's always something new. And so we got to stay up to date with all of that. Um, because of the work that I do, I do less research than other attorneys would do. And so that's another thing to consider if, you know, I hope that we have more Latino Latinas wanting to go to, to law school. Um, but that's another thing that, that you have to think about what part or what, Basically, at what stage of a lawyer do you want to be? There are people who do only trials, who only take cases that are going to go to trial. I've, in the last eight years that I... So I've, when you say cases that are going to trial, that means court? Yeah, well, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a lot you got to do before you get to the trial. Yeah, so some cases, a lot of, they say about... They get thrown out or they're like... A lot of cases are settled, like about 95% of cases are settled before they even go to trial. Trial is when you get your jury or you have a judge and you you're present fighting, your evidence, basically. all of that. You're fighting the whole time. It's like, <laughs> are you? Yeah, you're fighting so the what, whole the time. Cases that you take that don't have to go to trial, what does it look like? Okay, so I'll give you an example on a family law case, right? So let's say uh, you wanna, you're going to have a custody battle. You had a kid with someone, but you're not married, so technically it's really not your kid, and maybe you don't know if it is your kid or not, right? So the first thing we do is we file a, a paternity action and say, or file it with the court and say, hey, court, we have this going on. We want to find out whose kid this is. So we'd present ourselves in front of the judge, and the judge would say, all right, what's going on? Say, judge, we need DNA testing. The judge oh. orders the DNA testing. Boy. We come back. A few, a couple, maybe a month later, and say, "All right, we have DNA testing that says either this is or this is not the kid. If it's not, it's done. If it is, then we got to figure out how visitation is going to work, right? So sometimes we just negotiate that with the other side. If for some reason there's some um, bad blood between the mom and dad, 
well, then maybe dad is has a criminal record or mom has a criminal record and mom or dad don't want the kid to be one way or another. And so but we, I, the, the, and it, when this it's, when right it's, here is baby mama drama baby in yeah, proper so, terms. <laughs> is one specifically hiring you to take care of the business of so the mom. Correct. Then you're on the mom's side. Right. You're trying to find a way like, all right, let me make sure. All right, you stay you with your kid. You weren't being a stupid little thought. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, why did you open your legs to her, to him? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like, Why shit. are you at Pink Parrot <laughs> on Snapchat when you're fighting a case, woman? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that is that is more like, would you call those? I mean, you still got to put in the work, obviously, and you got to. Yeah. But it's less stressful. Actually, no, man. These The family law cases are the most stressful. And you actually find more attorneys that don't want to do family law. And there aren't a lot of Hispanic, Latinx, Latino, Latina people that do family law for the same reason. Um, and so a lot of the times I have people come in like, yo, I was looking for, for someone that spoke Spanish to help me with this case. And I never found someone, but now I found you. So I'm happy to find you. So as of right now, how is it looking uh, as far as like Hispanic attorneys? Like have, what are, uh, what is it looking like? That I hey, know shout of. out to Cesar. Cesar, Cesar Menta, Menta, shout out. Even though he's a little asshole sometimes, he, he, he fought for me. So. Yeah, no, I appreciate bah. Cesar, yeah. He's a he's helped he's helped me learn a lot on the criminal yeah. side as well. Melissa too. Um, Melissa, Melissa, Melissa Yeah, we want to have her on the podcast too. Oh yeah, no, she. she I owe be her great. some money, by the way. <laughs> go pay her, fucker. Yeah, go pay. <laughs> Sorry, her. Melissa. <laughs> I had to quit my job. Yeah. No, uh, we got a growing population. Yeah. Um, actually, last year there were like three or five graduates. Um, Jose Cruz, shout out Jose Cruz. He's running for state house representative and district eighty-eight. That's our district right here mm-hmm. from Western over to Portland, like 44th down to the river. And I think he has a good chance to win. And we actually went to school together and he became a lawyer. And then he said he wanted to run for Explain for to people house. how important it is to do all that. Because I really don't give a fuck. And I know it's important. So, so about I, what? I feel uh, like being like uh, in the. I would say just being in the legal field. I think that. The, yeah, legal field and then like politics and all that. Like, is, absolutely. does it matter? Oh, gosh, man. Um, let me ask you this: If your favorite color is red, and they wanted to paint this room blue, <laughs> those are bad colors, uh, bad red and blue. Anyway, um, you know, someone representing you is going to say, "No, nah, we need to, we need to paint this blue. We need to paint." Wait, did I say your favorite color is red? But yeah, th- but this is my place. But this is your place, bro. No, I'd be like, get the fuck out of well, here. Well, right, but you need someone to represent you, maybe that has a louder voice than you do, or that can go out there and speak, right? That, that represents what you want, right? Well, a lot of the times we don't have people representing our people. So you're saying a lot of people are very shy and uh, they don't want to speak. And I, would say, I would say it's not that we're shy, bro. A lot of the immigrant community, uh, you know, we stay in the shadows por lo mismo, right? We don't want to expose ourselves. We don't want people to see that we're out there arguing, fighting, and be the bad person, right? Yeah. Be these, uh, como les dicen a los, de, uh, según a los protesters, you know, the, these uh, riots. You know, we don't yeah. want to be caught in something that's going to prejudice. Bro, that's why that's I didn't go out us. to the, all this stuff over here because I was like, nah, I'm cool. Well, yeah. I, like, it, if it, I go out there and I get caught on some dumb shit. Yeah, like, and, and just not that, man. It, it was because it got a little dangerous. You don't know absolutely. at the end of the day. It Like most of the protests were peaceful. But then, like, it goes back to, like, not all cops, but certain cops would just st- start, like, shoving and pushing, un- like, unnecessary, you yeah, know? Yeah, bro. And, the, and then uh, not uh, only that, the, not only that, a lot of people, like, Dougie, he lost, he probably lost a ball, a testicle. Yeah. And then a lot of people lost eyes because they would shoot, like, rubber bullets. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people lost their eyes and shit. Yeah. Like, it, they would just hit them, like, you know what I'm saying? So it's, like, it's dangerous, man. Imagine yeah. you're going out for... To- well, I wouldn't be... I'm, I wasn't so scared of all that. I was scared to be out there. 
be fucking arrested and then I'm deported over well, fucking protesting. Well, yeah, we had these. We had a know? few, uh, yeah. a few of the Black Lives Matters, and uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but some, some, uh, I think it was like four or five people who were arrested who are now being charged as terrorists. Yeah, right. And so little things like that, but because I would have probably been out there with my camera too, but I, I didn't want like, to capture some shit. And you would have been like, in nah, their nah, face. I ain't about to get deported over this. And the whole thing had just happened where the DACA was about to be over, yeah. so I had to go renew my shit, and I was just already paranoid. Like exactly, I might have to go back to Juarez. Yeah, Fuck. yeah, yeah. No, but I think it, it goes uh, even you know past that. Like having having us in a in a in a field like this. I've seen it, like, change people's mind about the legal field. And there's this huge stigma against attorneys because they think we're all just out to take their money and not help them, right? And so that's something that I want to help change as well is, like, say, no, we're really here to help. And then if, I, if I'm here to help, then we know that our people are good people that are here to help as and well. look, this is how – sorry to interrupt, bro, but no, this good. is how I know no, that you're not. Melissa – no, okay. I am sorry, because I, but it just goes with the – Fuck you, bro. <laughs> Melissa hit me up, yeah. bro. I'm cutting hair. Boom, boom, boom. And I look at my phone. I get a message from Melissa. And she's like, this dream acting is probably about to be over. We don't know. You should probably come renew your stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like, if we can get it renewed, that'd be the best thing right now. So I'm like, all right, fuck. I mean, I... I don't want to spend this money on this shit, but I want to spend five hundred dollars. Yeah, but so the I fact that she hit you up, yeah, that's fucking. Because I would have been yeah. clueless, bro. I don't pay attention to news, fucking nothing, bro. I'm just on my in my world. Right. So just the fact that she hit me up for that, and she's not making money off of me. I'm sure there's a fucking somebody that just got busted with some pounds or something that would <laughs> <laughs> would pay her racks to just represent. And yeah. she hit me up. You know, she took the time out of her day, bro, to. Hit her clients up. She didn't just hit me up. She hit up all her yeah, clients bro. and said, look, even though you're not paying me a lot, shit's about to hit the fan. And absolutely, this bro. is what's happening. Absolutely. And I think that's another. That's kind of what we were talking about a little bit with uh, just connecting with people, you know, and, and being respectful also of their, of their situation. So that's a big thing that, that we try to focus on in our office. Like, what's really happening here, right? What's really going on here? What can we really get to? What do we need to yeah. figure out? How? What's the best course of action? So... Um, you know, a lot of it is like having people to represent what we what we believe in. Yeah. Right? Um, like I'm going to bring this up because I, I'm not I'm not a fan of it. Like the Wheeler District uh, with the two hundred fifty thousand dollar houses, three hundred thousand dollar houses right next to to Paleteria Azteca. Right. in the neighborhood that's already there. Well, the Wheeler District is about to build their own school, their own grocery store. They're about to gentrify that whole area, bro. Right, and so if we had more people like us representing Tell our the culture, niggas what gentrified means. Well, we'll get there, right? All but right. Um, part of that is like now they're com- Well, they're coming in and they're making these things a lot more expensive, creating these new environments where our people's taxes are now going to rise. Now we're going to have to pay more taxes and probably not be able to live in that neighborhood, and so we're going to have we're going to be pushed out to a different area. Right. But if we had more people for us to speak up and say, nah, the Wheeler District doesn't need to have five hundred thousand dollar homes. This needs to be like twenty five thousand dollar homes where we can move in our families. Right. Then that would have been a whole different situation. But that's where that's where that whole representation. So basically people there is going to be like a new little Nichols Hill. Yeah, little, like yeah exactly. Where is that located? Uh, off of Western and between 25th and the river. Oh, the Ferris wheel that, right there. That okay. wheel. Uh, Those small houses, bro, they're, they're, they're that much. They're like 300 K. There are too. small and I feel like you'll probably, catch, you'll probably catch the Corona there. Yeah. Cluster like, hey, if I need sugar from my neighbor, I just reach out the, uh-huh. through the window like that. Uh-huh. It, it, I'm not a fan of it. It doesn't yeah. look it, it kind of looks like a, something you would see in like pets. The yeah. movie Pets. 
like some cartoonish shit, yeah, like Doctor Seuss stuff too. Yeah. Huh? How yeah. much are the houses there, bro? They're like three hundred k. Stupid. Yeah. That is would, crazy. Well, so, go, so what moves, are they doing there now? Moves there. Go look on the other side of the uh, train tracks. Y'all might find some shit for twenty five. Exactly. 15, exactly, 17. Right? So what's and the then point you can of call that? Call my dad, and he can make a badass kitchen and <laughs> make it look like a Nichols Hill home. Yeah, I mean the, the whole point of that really is, um, say, one you know they're trying to expand the city and they're trying to connect us between the north and the south. And so, I mean, how many of us, how many, how many of our raza can buy a three hundred thousand dollar home? Nobody really Nobody. right now. So who's going to move into these homes? People with money. Who are the people with money? A lot of white folks, oh, right? we need to go get a dispensary and a barbershop in that area. In that area, Quick. right, yeah. $30 G's, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's, that's what they're doing, right? They're, they built this whole new community. They're going to build a whole new school for, según, that area. But that is, it looks small. So yeah. they're going to build a school for that small little, because, I well, mean. They're supposed to exp- uh, open that school up to kind of a, a, a neighborhood, a charter school. Oh yeah, so they're supposed to open up that area to some of the neighborhood, mm-hmm. but it's cut off at a certain area where also it's going to keep a lot of people out, right? And so those are things that we need to be aware of, and then locally also with just like city ordinances, uh, mm-hmm. you know, local county. So that's the thing; it goes from city to county to to state, right? And those are all three three different levels that we need to be focused on, like the city council. Um, we have we have some. I, I think we have some good people representing us in our city council. And then we have the, the School Board of Education. Right, that's another big thing, the Oklahoma City Public School, uh, School Board of Education. We have uh, Gloria Torres, who's been there for a long time representing mm-hmm. our community. But she's, if I'm correct, she's the only Latina in the, in the, on the board, right? So she's there to represent us, to talk about our people, what our people are going through, how our struggles um, aren't like everyone else's, mm-hmm. right? And so... Just having that representation like that and then, you know, me being in the legal field, um, you know, my hopes are one day to become a professor. Um, I don't know if I want to be a judge yet, but then also, you know, if you're a judge, you you can also kind of connect with the people, some of the different people that you have there. So just that representation, man, I think that that's going to go a long way. And it's it's growing. Our our representation is growing in in different areas. That's crazy, man. You got like a lot of like awesome goals, man. You wanted to be you want to be a professor? Yeah, man. Just teach. Well, um, I'll spill the beans right now. I actually uh, got an offer to go teach at OCU, and so I'm excited for that because uh, when I was at OCU, we did a street law class, and our street law class we would go to Southeast High School and we would teach uh, once a well, we would go different times of the week, but I would go there once a week and I would teach the students. You know, today we're talking about constitutional law. Today we're talking about um, criminal things tomorrow we're going to be talking about different things right so we just went through a, a whole different thing of what it means to be in the law what the law means and then we were able to give them a tour of the school take them to the uh to the oklahoma supreme court they got to meet a judge they got to put on their own little trial so they got to see the whole process of what it meant to be like one studying the law and then two being around the law and so um, the dean who you know who I spoke about, Dean Jones. Shout out to Dean Jones because she's she's a savior. Um, she's the one who who was re- running the course, and so now she's uh, getting ready to retire and move away from OKC. And so I just you know kind of put it out there. I said if you needed any help, if you need someone to take over, I'm I'm willing to help. I'm willing to step in. And so a couple of weeks ago, I actually got got an email from her and said, hey, you know we're looking at uh, getting someone else on board. 
We're going to have another professor leading it, but we would love to have you come in and help as an adjunct professor. And so I submitted my resume and everything, and I'm just kind of on the way. They're, gonna, they're not going to do the fall because of COVID. Yeah. Um, and so maybe in the spring I'll start off, and, and that'll be my first, hopefully, you know, professor career. So your, your plans is to do the professor career and still do, like, their attorney, the attorney and stuff? Yeah. yeah. And uh, you also want to be a judge? So you want to oh, be man, behind. I don't know if I want to be a Damn. judge. Yet. You, like, you want to be, be on yet. both sides of the coin, like, all right. I experienced the attorney, and I did my cases in this. Now I'm on this other side. Yeah. Now that's got to be also one hell of a job because you're making a decision at yeah. that point. Like, well, um, you know, I think about Justice Sotomayor and she being the first Latina make, to make the Supreme Court. And then um, I actually had the opportunity to meet a few judges. During law school, we were able to travel to the Hispanic National Bar Association, um, to the AILA conference, which is the American Immigration Lawyers Association. And so throughout those experiences, I had a, an opportunity to meet um, a lot of attorneys, Spotify's attorney, like general counsel for Spotify. I was like, yo, what's up, Horacio? And, it, you know, we got to connect. But then I also got to meet federal judges uh, new, from New York, from Maryland, from different places, and Latino, Latinas, you know. So it was awesome to see them. And so for a while, I was like, eh, you know, maybe that's not something I want to do because part of me is uh, I don't want to go work for the man, right? Uh, so being a, being a judge, then you're working for the county, you're working for the government. And so that's one of the things I kind of want to stay away from as of now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the goal for sure is maintain the, the attorney position, uh, do some things in, in the teaching profession, because I wanted to be a math teacher, but then that kind of fell through. Yeah. And so if I can teach some law and still connect with our community, uh, right now the street law program went from just being at, uh, from just being at Southeast to also being at Douglas. And then there's talks of it expanding into Santa Fe South. So, man, if we, we can just get out and connect with these young students, get them civically engaged, get them to understand what it means to be a part of the law and understand the law and the legal system, it's, going to, it's really going to change the landscape of the legal field in Oklahoma. And then nationwide, I think it, it'll just make a, a big, a big impact. Man, uh, I'm excited, man. I can't wait till we get our spot because it's like we're going to do so many crazy and creative shit and like. I'm just excited because I like we've had a lot of people in the podcast that want to do good and yeah. like have all these, you know, great ideas. Yeah. And great. So like I feel like that would be the spot for everybody just to go crazy. Yeah, like, man. And it's it, it, I'm so proud of just everybody that's doing things without uh, letting limitations stop them. Right. For everybody we've had on the podcast, like it's, you know, my boy Cave, he had all the odds against him with the whole tattoo. My, my guy Juan. Um, Juan. Four or five bu- yeah. buds, you know, and he's we, already remember, opening multiple ones. I asked ones. him, I was like, you're on, on DACA, the, that didn't stop you? And he said, don't let that stop you, bud. Yeah, <laughs> don't let that. Like, exactly. Don't let that stop you, bud. You know, he was like, don't let that stop you from anything. So, yeah. you know, anything. The hood, Our guy, bro, Eddie. Like the, Eddie. Uh, Eddie, yeah. bro, this nigga worked at Taste of China and said, yeah. fuck this job. Unlimited fans. YouTube how to make a fence. And then got a job and fucked it up. And just recently got a Q Palace. Yeah, he just bought Q Palace. Yeah, so he's doing big things. It's crazy, man. Like, just to sit back and see the progress of everybody. Like, like once you leave this, like, podcast, we're going to, like, be like, damn, like, you went from this to that. Like, the progress just keeps going. Like, and to be honest, bro, lawyer, that's one of those ones that people look at and they're like, I'm undocumented. I can't. Yeah. 
That's why when you started, you said all that. I was like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like what? It, it was quick. It was a lot of information. <laughs> Let's go back. Really? Because bro, that, that's a I lot. I would have liked to be a lawyer, but I was scared of rejection. So yeah. I was like, nah, fuck that. I'm not even gonna. I'll yeah. just be a barber. I'll just go to film school. All right. So, Mr. Attorney Hernandez, is that how how, how y'all say it? Attorney. Yeah. Okay. Attorney. Uh, I just uh, shot somebody. And took their drugs, and now they I'm one of their suspicious person. Yeah, allegedly I, they, they want to they want to lock me up. They think I'm the I'm the guy. Here's what they think. Can you get me out of jail? How how do you do it? How do you study the case? How do you go? Right. Well, your criminal. Justice? What is your process? Well, see, I don't do a lot of the criminal stuff. Um, have you done? I have done some of the criminal stuff, like the DUIs, uh, the child abuse one was a, a criminal deal. Um, so there's some things that can be done as far as, uh, also don't ever say you did that. Say allegedly they're saying I did allegedly. this. So you don't allegedly don't ever, don't ever start with, I did this, right? If you're going to go talk to an attorney, don't ever tell them. Cause that's confidential. That you did it. Okay. It's confidential, but it, once you've done it and if it's, yeah. So even I mean, when you go to the attorney, you don't tell them I did this. You don't want to say, you don't want to say all of it. Right. Um, I mean, once you, once you talk to Cesar Armenta, he'll give you the right, he'll give you the right answer, but. You know, as far as um, as far as things like that, I haven't. His, I don't uh, think Cesar's uh, gonna come on the podcast. I don't think he likes me. <laughs> Cesar, Cesar's your guy he, for his like criminal. Uh, criminal. Oh, Bro, he, that, it's, he, it's so Cesar, that my dad. Look, I'm gonna tell you a story about Cesar. Yeah. My dad, he was fighting his crim, or his immigration stuff, so he he was at the lawyer's office. My dad's a knucklehead, so he fucking got a DUI. So he's walking out, and I guess that lawyer that he had was too busy to take the case. So Cesar's coming in. This is like years ago. So he's like, I need a lawyer. You're a lawyer here, right? I need a lawyer, bro. So Cesar's like, yeah, I can get you. You know, <laughs> kind of like a walk-in barber type oh, shit. Yeah. He got my dad taken care of, you know. Years later, same shit happens to me. I'm like, oh. yeah. So I look up, Cesar Armenta. Who are you going to call? This nigga has his own law firm now. So I'm going downtown every time, getting on the elevator. Going upstairs, going to the assistant, and sitting in his office. He looks like a fucking boss, like yep. clean ass haircut. You know, Mexican bro. He looks like me. You know. So like, you you don't think? Hey, I think he's from. Uh, sorry, he's from uh, the hood, bro. Yeah, he's bro. right yeah. here. Yeah. He's from thirty. He's from the hood. We talk about that every time we run into each other. Man. We got to get him on the podcast, too. Shit. The last time, bro. You did some dumb shit. No, no. You said some dumb shit. It was my first time getting (laughs) in trouble. So I'm calling him every time, checking in. Like, bro, what's up? I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Until I would show up, bro. I would just walk in, lock the door. Be like, how's my case going? He'd be like, bro, stop fucking coming up here. Like, I got it, you know? But I'm just like, bro, it's the first time I get in trouble. So on the last court date, I'm sitting there. It's like a minute after, like, my court's about to be in a minute. I'm like, oh, my God, he's not here. So I'm blowing him up, bro, like, anxious and shit, blowing him up. So he calls me. He's like, don't you ever do that again, bro. Don't blow me up like that. (laughs) And then just hangs up. So I'm like, yeah, my lawyer ain't here. Court's about to start. He's mad at me. (laughs) A freak out moment. Yeah, bro, I'm just sitting there like, I'm about to go back to Mexico. Fuck. I fucked it all up, you know? And then he comes in, like, last minute and shit, you know, with, with a stack of fucking folders. And he had he already had it taken care of, you know? Yeah, Trust the process, bud. Yeah, yeah, bro, but see, I didn't understand that, so that's what I'm saying. He's probably mad at me because he's, like, he was just irritated. He yeah. probably had so much other shit, and I'm 
No, but, but that's the thing, bro. In this, in in our, in like in our profession, we client management is a big thing, and I think just about anywhere, right? Anything that you do, you're you're gonna have to have a good relationship, but then you also have to set expectations, right? Setting those expectations from the beginning, and then letting them know. And I, I have the same situation, you know. Sometimes people will call me two or three times, and I'm like, I, yo, I got something else going on, you know. Tell them I'll call them back, and I'll do something else, and then I won't call them back, and you know, yo, my bad, you know, but. Being being around an attorney for eight years has really helped me. So I was around an attorney for eight years before I came and became an attorney. So just think about how much experience I had going into law school and then getting done. With a lot of people that were in law school never had any experience, not even working for a Bro, lawyer. And, that's a big and see, that's advantage. the crazy thing that uh, the whole thing, DUI shit that happened to me, even though it sucks. It was like a, a lesson for me because before that, bro, I didn't understand none Nothing. of that. Yeah. So once I had to go through the system, then I understood like, oh, fuck. So now when my homies are going through shit and they got to do pay their lawyer and this and that, I can actually Give them a little bit of your input. You know, yeah. uh, empathy. You have empathy because mm-hmm. you're like, damn, bro, I understand. Like, I know what I was going through when I was going through this shit. But if I would have never went through that, I would have never had to have a lawyer. Met Cesar, met Melissa, you know, and now it's like uh, uh, shit that I know that they can't tell me, you know. Yeah. I went through it, bro. So it's like when I, when somebody goes through, you can help them now, you know. It's it, and it's, it's yeah. it sucks that I had to go through it that way to learn. Yeah, yeah. but you were gonna say something, Darwin? I probably forgot at this point. You know, <laughs> Av, you know, Av, you know, get emotional, no, it's gets emotional, interrupts. It's yeah. just it's just part of it, you know. No, but you know the education part is another thing that I focused on. So while I was in law school, I mentioned I had to educate a lot of the white folks. Like, yo, I can't just go get my green card, and and so like they would look at me sometimes, like, yo, who's this little brown kid talking all this stuff up? How does he know that? You know, things like that. Because I was I was in it. I knew my stuff. I was focused. I was reading. I was breaking everything down. You were never down. in trouble with the law. Um, I mean, I got I got pulled over twice for well, I got stopped at two checkpoints for. And they were just checkpoints, and I didn't have my driver's license. So if a cop pulls you over and it's one of these dicks that just like to take advantage of their power, yeah, how knowledgeable you are as far as, like, knowing the your rights and shit like that. Yeah, so, you know, I think that's something I got to I gotta get my knowledge up um, because it's something. I do too. Yeah, it's something I, that I, I really too. haven't focused on. But, you know, it's one of those things where... There, there are other attorneys doing that that work, and so I haven't I haven't dove into it just yet. Well, I think it's important because I've I've seen videos that cops try to take advantage. Absolutely. They pull somebody over, whatever the case is. That's why and record, record, they, record, they record, but school the cop. Yeah, like I know my rights. I know this, and they'll yeah, just point every fact. That's cool, yeah. and it, like that's the thing with uh, undocumented people, bro. Most times they. Once you get pulled over and you're undocumented, you're, you're, you have no argument. You have no... Yeah. You're just... You're like... If the cop is, like, nice and he's like, go. Cool. If the cop is a dick and he's just like... Yeah. Nigga, yeah, you might have just got off of work and your mo- wife is waiting for eggs. But still, still. still you're in county. Learn your, your, your rights yeah, and shit. Still, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that was one Do of the things we did with the street though, law. you think it even matters, If a straight-up paisa gets pulled over and he knows his, his rights, but he don't have a fucking green card? Well, yeah. I mean, part of it is, uh, you know, like, man, if I get pulled over and they really don't have a reason to pull me over because, I, I mean, I know my car is good. I knew I wasn't speeding, things like that. Then, you know, come on. It, roll your window down just a tad bit, officer, you know, why are you pulling me over kind of thing. And then kind of kind of fill that thing out. But I'm going to share something on my on my Facebook. Y'all have Facebook, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Haven't, I haven't checked the Facebook. I'm, I got you on Instagram. But I'll share it on my Facebook. Uh, it's an attorney I actually ran into today. His name is Lorenzo Banks. 
and uh, he he man he kills it in the criminal law side and they've had a lot of know your rights deals so i'll share it so y'all can share oh, that yeah. as well because i i need mean, there's so much knowledge out there that i mean like i said i don't i don't well, even know there was a scenario we could have a whole fucking like a uh presentation a whole seminar yeah like have cesar have you have melissa mm, yeah have yeah hours of people just speaking about because bro that's where we lack in the uh i'm gonna I'm speak for the southwest that's what we're yeah. hitting you know what i'm saying that's what we like, like uh, the the Powell soccer, Powell mm-hmm. baseball, that shit. That was cool, but nobody was really there telling you what's up. Like you, you just showed up. You, hopefully, your parents knew the coach or right. the co- whatever. But within here, I think it's our duty. It sucks because I really have a lot on my plate, and I wish I could fucking do other shit. <laughs> but it's our duty to you know inform the people because. Shit is fucked up, bro. Like, it should have not took me 10 years. Should have not took steve 10 years to get a barber license. That's mm. all of a yeah. pure ignorance that we didn't know. We took the long route, you know. So now with the youngins that are coming up, why would I see him go through the same stupid shit that I went through, you know? Yeah, and we got to make it easier. One, that, that's what I know, barbering. Mm. But that's the same with you. You know, you're the first. First, bro. That's fucking crazy. Lawyer here, so... It's like our duty, bro. It's you know, yeah. Because there's so much negative shit going yeah, on that we exactly, have to exactly, and then that's why I love this shit because it's just like, not only do you we inform people, we give people value um, with the information we can, but it just brings a lot of people together, man. Awareness, you know? bro. Awareness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I think it like going back to the knowing your rights. I think it's important because I seen that video of a guy that got pulled over for no reason, just a cop felt like pulling him over. So the guy knew his rights, and he was asking for an ID. So uh, according to his rights, he, if you didn't give him a reason why he's pulling you over, he, he, you he, can't, give over. You, he can't give you that information. Like, he, he can't ask for your ID and then identification. So he was like, I'm not going to give you this. This is, this is in my rights because you're pulling me over, and you have no reason why. Like, right. why are you pulling me over? I got pulled over like that before. And I was but like, he was able to school the cop because he knew his rights. Right. So what did he say? He said, because uh, he just pulled them over just to pull them over. Yeah. So he said something about, uh, what's it called? Uh, um, uh, his uh, amend- amendment? Yeah, his amendment. Certain, there's one that I guess. Okay, well, that happened to me one time. I got pulled over. Like, I'm driving cool. Nothing's wrong. Get pulled over. And then I'm, I'm like, well, fuck. Like, why did I get pulled over? Like, and then... The, I asked nicely, of course. I put my... I'm sorry, like, sir. Well, why did I get pulled over? You know, I had my driver's license, registration, and everything. It was like, oh, we're a gang task. And this is a heavily mm. gang-infested area. So we're just doing random stops. Well, he gave you a reason. Nah, that was a random stop, bro. That's <laughs> bro, a, I didn't that was break a, any rule. I fucking didn't do nothing. That I was a prejudice stop. They saw, they saw like brown and hair. Oh, well, like it could be driving, in that bro, case they profiled the, you. Like, yeah, he hit me with the light. Boom. And I'm like, I'm driving, nigga, as he hits me with the light, boom. So I'm like, oh, so, shit. So I keep driving, and then the cops come in this way. David was with me this yeah. time. Yeah. He fucking... Busted you. I'm like, fuck, bro. He's, I smoke weed. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, probably... I might smell like weed, whatever. Fuck it. Pull over. Put the window down. Give him my shit. I'm like, why am I getting pulled over? And that's what he said, you know? And then he ran my shit, came back, and I was clean. So... Yeah. Oh, so it was like a... A brown but skin imagine thing, if yeah. I, if it was just uh did you have your little cute red bandana motherfucker that got pulled over and he didn't have a license did huh? you have yeah. that cute little red bandana that's probably why he pulled you over no nah, i was cool bro oh i was riding in the blue dragon yeah. 
2013 Hyundai Elantra. Yeah. Looking like a soccer Rest mom. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In that case, uh, yeah, he just gave you that answer, I guess. Cause he's so what do you do there? Genius. In that case, that's where we're gonna like, uh, we're gonna watch you. Lorenzo Banks know your rights. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, real shit. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, because I think you know, part, uh, that's at that point I would have said, man, is it because I'm brown? Be honest, bro. Yeah, or like you know, no, nah, I'm just trying to with all due respect. My, I'm trying to go about my business, bro. I'm not trying to. I've been to county and I don't like it. I don't yeah. want to do nothing. I well, don't want to do that. I, I had a situation like I'm helping a customer today, and it's like, uh, he was like. Hey, I'm sorry, you need to put on, you know, you require a mask to come inside the store and stuff like that. And he's like, all right, you asked for it, you asked for it. And he goes and puts on this mask and it says Trump 2020. Yeah. And I'm like, why do you think I, I told him, like, why don't you think I don't like it? Because of like yeah. brown or what? You know, he's like. That's different, though. I'll, no, I'm just saying, I'll like. I talk shit to people on the streets all the time, but not a cop. That's different. I'm just or, saying, uh, like, my point is, like. Fuck that. Just yeah, I just mean, a prejudice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, go home, bro. I'm just a bias, bro. Yeah, honestly, uh, yeah. we had a situation just uh, yesterday. Honestly, someone came in our office and uh, he knocked on the door, and uh, our, my my assistant Luisa gets up. She opens the door, and uh, he's like, "Yo, I'm looking for this person." And he, she's like, "Oh, well, he's not here right now." You know, oh, well, where's he at? Where's he at? I'm looking for him, and. and He's a big black dude, you know, and so I'm like, I hear him. I didn't see him, but I saw him. Ye- I heard him yelling at her, and I was like, I get up and I get, I go to the door to see what's going on, and he he goes, Oh man, you know what? I'm just gonna leave because I know how y'all don't like blacks. I was like, What? I was like, I, You were yelling at my assistant. Like I'm, I'm more protecting her than than being biased or prejudiced against you. It's nothing about your skin color or anything. Like that. You're yelling at my assistant. But little things like that, you know, that those little biases, implicit yeah, biases yeah, that we talk yeah. about. Like. And it's, I mean, it's proven, bro. Like, if you go uh, to 7-Eleven, you pull up, and then a white dude comes out, and then a black dude comes out right after. When the white dude comes out, you're probably just going to be like, whatever. When the black dude comes out, you're going to be like... <laughs> just because them, they're big, you're big motherfuckers, you know, and they're black. So when you see a black, you know, and big, like, you're going to... And them niggas usually sagging and fucking had fucking cornrows looking like some pharaohs and shit. Like, you're going to look at them. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know, man. But I think that's one of those things where uh, we also got to be better as a community and not say, just because your skin is darker than mine, right. I'm going to be afraid of you. Right. Right. Yes. And, and so. That's what I love about fading up Southside. Fuck the COVID-19. But if you go to fading up Southside, you got Mexicans, you got blacks, and it's like everybody's. Cool, bro. And yeah, we're not even talking it's about a race. We're not right there. Yeah, watching sports. Where you know, and it's yeah. I think it's, it's crazy, uh, more of like don't judge the book by its cover. Absolutely, you know, like just don't. white people, Asians. No matter what, no matter what, like yeah, just we just got to think about we're all one. We're human race. We all came out of a female's vagina, which means we're a human race. So it's just one. That's it. Like I like I like my job, bro. Like it's part time, but in there, there's a diverse. There's like there's a Japanese, there's a white, there's a black, there's a Muslim, yeah. and, and we all get together fine. Yeah. Like Ooh. it's just the chemistry is there, you know. So like I, I love that place. Like, bro, I was fortunate to have that at an early age. So at Dove Science Academy, when I started in sixth grade, a majority of the teachers were Turkish. So that Muslim culture, I got to live it from sixth grade to twelfth grade. But because we were right there on the north side, we had a big Asian uh, population. Twenty third, yeah. And we had a big Hispanic community. The minority were the white people. 
Right, so I was able. I had that melting pot. If so you it was want to call the, it. the opposite. The opposite. That, that's yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. So I had that from sixth to twelfth grade, and then I go to Mid America, where a majority are white, but the all the Mexicans are on the soccer team, and then you have some some black students on the basketball team, and the rest are pretty much white people, right? And then uh, a complete turnaround when I hit law school. So it's been a crazy little ride right there on that on that cultural kind of. Um, understanding but yeah. i think us especially the hispanic community like i think we're friendly with anybody yeah. I, like you you hang out with a lot of diverse Everybody, i'm pretty sure you do Absolutely. i do i, I have all kinds reason, of mix in the I family like it's crazy here, uh my first friends were black like my first mm-hmm. two best friends were black dudes they were cool fucking i didn't even speak english bro but we would just kick it like it'd be cool you know play fucking playstation and yeah we didn't even have to talk we would just be chilling yeah yeah. And I didn't see any difference. My parents, thankfully, I have open-minded parents, and they would be like, if fucking Darius had a sleepover, like, my mom would wake up in the morning and cook us fucking pancakes for all of us, not just, you know, like, yeah. and, and Darius could grab fucking soda from the refrigerator, whatever, whatever. you know, it was an open house, bro, like, and... I was See, blessed with that. That's funny because my mom would be the opposite. She'd be like, no traigas esos huerillos por aquí. And, you know, yeah. keep, keep those kids out of here. Cause no, and I mean, my gra- my grandpa was kind of like that because he was kind of older. So yeah. he'd be like, like, esos negrillos, cuidado, cuidado. Porque son mañosos. You know, shit like that. Yeah. But eventually even he grew love for them because right. they'd be around so much, bro. They were my homies. So we'd, they'd be there. He'd take us to school. So it'd be like a... I don't know. Thankfully, bro. Yeah, it's it just it's it, it, are, yeah yeah. I it, go, know it goes back are to that. Race racist, you know, like they just changing perspective, changing you know, like changing mm-hmm. their minds of like, all right, it's not what you think. You maybe grew up, they maybe taught you that, you know, oh, they're the bad people, or you know, they do this, they do bro, that. Um, another weird encounter uh, fading up when we had just opened up over here. We're all in there and. Three of the barbers have Mexican capes, so with the Mexican flag and shit. Yeah. And then there's no the windows. You look in, and you can see, you can see there's no fucking tent or nothing. So a white lady, older lady, she's walking and she looks, and I can see her. You know what I'm saying? And then she just looks like she stops and then she's like, like just like turns just around. nods her head, bro. I can see her in her face though. She looks so angry. Yeah. And then she's like, just keeps walking. I was like, what the fuck? Like, she literally looked disgusted, bro, yeah. looking at us. Yeah, I was she, like... I don't hate white people. And I think that's one of the things, like, we can't... We I, can't I don't think hate you, anyone, yeah, right? I think, it, it, like, there's certain, like, the racist type and stuff, whatever, right? It, it goes with any, any race, any color. I feel like you just can't label, because I remember uh, there was certain, like... Um, Certain things about white people are in a weird position. Yeah, they but are, they, but, but they hate us. I, re, I remember, oh. I was but, saying they hate us. Like they, they truly hate dark skin color. White people, not all of them, right? Yeah, that's them. that's what like it's a, it's a really tough because I have white friends, man. Exactly. I, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, like look today, bro. Prime example, we're we're by me. You know, we had a long day at work. Whatever, we finished by a certain time, so we go buy some. We're going to make some carnes out the shop, so we walk into the store, uh, grocery, our masks, everything. We're dirty, though. We just yeah. came from work. You know, we're, we got sand dust and shit. The corporate people are having, like, a little meeting. Like, just, like, a The supermarket of, people? Uh, well, no, 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 no. The, like, we walk to the back to the meat factory or whatever, and then all the, like, it's nothing but white people. Boom. All in a circle. 
suits and shit. They're just, you know, the workers are working hard and shit. Well, that, like, that's the corporate. So corporate came yeah, yeah, through, yeah. basically. Okay, okay. Yeah. So we're walking, and then he runs into Elmer. So Elmer, naturally, he's like, oh, my bad, sir. So I was like, man, fuck that, bro. Because, <laughs> like, bro, you weren't in his way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why, why are you humbling down so quick to call him, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Because he had a suit and he's a white dude and he. Well, yeah. he's showing uh, education. Yeah. Educación, so. you know, like, all right, you, you yeah. might have a fucking suit. I guess I just have a chip on my shoulder. Yeah. Calm down, bud. I looked at yeah. him and I was like, man, fuck that, bro. <laughs> nah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's more showing. Way. He was in your yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, it's just showing respect. I think uh, depending on how like, you want to look at next it. Next time, just looking at him and be like. What up, cuh? <laughs> <laughs> Don't You're, say yes, sir. Yeah, it was just being uh, educated. But it's, it's, it's a weird, it's, they're in a weird position, man. Because like I said, I have a lot of, you know, white friends and mm-hmm. uh, they treat us good. Yeah. And, and it's just, you know, it's weird. It's a weird position. So what got, do y'all think about this? I'm going to bring out a scenario. Right now, how many people have been into prison, would you say, in the population? A lot, like... Yeah, I mean, a lot of like people, people are, like just people just in general. People like, especially here, Southwest Oklahoma City. How many people do you know that have been in prison for from six months to twelve years? Oh yeah, I don't know a lot. You don't Honestly, know a lot. I don't. Okay, so I know a lot. Yeah. Okay. Now, when you're in jail, all that shit switches because in jail, it's like you're with the whites, you're with the blacks. Everybody's equal at that point. No, no, no. Well, you can't talk. Like, if you're a black person in jail, you can't just go talk to a white boy. Mm. Like, so they're, divi- they're hella divided in there. Yeah, it's politics, bro. That's that segregation. You can't, you can't. Like, if you might say you can't even. If you pass past the white people shit or the Mexican shit, you can't even look at them. You can't. You just pass and go. A white boy kicking it with Mexicans, you know? So let's say they go to jail and then they come out to the world. Mm, now That makes sense. That's basically racism. Yeah. That's, well, that's one of those things that we talk about. That, that we it's see embedded. In our, it's not even... It's just that's what it is, bro. But our city is segregated. Think about that. Our city is segregated. Right? Y'all, have you ever heard like... Well, Oklahoma's the, one of... It's, it's definitely uh, one of the race, more racist states. Segregated, what do you mean? So, okay. So, South OKC, when I say South OKC, what do you think? 29th. Mexicans. When Middle I say, Mexico. When I say Northeast, what do you think? Northeast. Anything uh, that has to do with Martin East. Luther King. Martin Luther King. The capital. Right. That's a black neighborhood. Yeah. Right. You go up Northwest 10th. Chinos, Chinos, Guatemalans, Guatemalans. Yeah, shout out to yeah, my west yeah, right. side, shout out to my west side uh, partners. Yeah, <laughs> yep, right. And so, and then you think about just like the middle, kind of like the middle north side, Edmond, Edmond, right? That's white. still Edmond, right? White. And so we have, we have in a way segregated ourselves. That's basically like right? jail. That's like, like when, but I, we well, yeah, can but still I'm go there though. Yeah, I'm not gonna go live in Edmond. I'm not going to go live in Edmond. I'm not going to go live on the north, northeast side, Midwest City, Dell City. I'm not going to go live up anywhere on the north side. I live downtown right now um, because what my wife and I wanted to do for a little while while we don't have kids. But as soon as, as, soon as we have the, t- the money and the resources to get a house, we're moving back into the south side. Why? Because that's our people, right? And so we've, although we've segregated ourselves yes. into our peoples, right, it's what we're comfortable with. And so we, because we've segregated ourselves in that way, we don't have the ability to learn from the other cultures sometimes. And we stick so much you to what can, we know. Though, but at the yeah. end of the day, 
if uh, what I say is if, if if all the good motherfuckers are moving out, then that means this place is gonna be shit, bro. Because nothing nothing good is here, so why the fuck come here? So if the like, let's, he's a lawyer. I'm a fucking whatever the fuck I am. Entrepreneur. Imagine if we just leave, like yeah, yeah. Like now at the Southwest, like like we should, you know, because the people here yes, at the shop next door, the lady that cooks for us, bro, that's like our mom, like. Yeah, we go. On, it's Tuesday like a community. Saturday, bro. She's yeah. she brings us our food. You know, we see her mopping. We see her. You know, so it's like a. That's like my grandma or whatever, and nobody is gonna understand her like we're gonna understand her. You know, yeah. and that's what people. I don't know if that's the race. I don't know what it is, bro. It's, because it's really I, I would. I love all cultures. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I like for if I get married or some shit like that, I think it'd have to be a like. Somebody within my culture. Yeah, yeah. I don't no, know I get that's, that. And that's that's just that being no, nah, bro. It's, it's just not. The unknown. It's not. I I mean, it just yeah. Because I think about it, and I'm like, man, I'm trying to like. You want to have carne asadas? You want to kick exactly. it? You want to be able to speak Spanish? And, yeah. Madre, and then I I want her to be having a good time, and then her family to have a good time. Yeah. But if. But, but see, my it's sister, a different like my, scenario. Like my, like it's my, a, my sister, she made it happen. She that's what I'm saying. Like maybe you can fucking genius, bro. No, there's not a lot of people like my sister. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of people like this motherfucker. You know, like my sister. We need to have her on the podcast, bro, because she's a she was like the first badass. Yeah, she we should. A, we should, bro. The first for real. Person in Oklahoma to have she, Emmy, bro. When she's coming, she has two of them. When is she coming what? through? She's kind of exclusive, bro. You know, what no, I'm saying? yeah, we got I'm her it. manager. But. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 crazy, man. It's a weird time, but I feel like once again the protest was needed. You know, um, we don't know what's gonna happen, but I've been watching this thing on Netflix called Patriotic Something. I forgot mm, the, the I act. watch that one. Watch it, man. This guy just points out a lot of facts. Yeah, well, I can't remember what's a his lot. name. Uh, the He's guy, Middle the host, Eastern, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot his name, but see, it's not that good then. No, it's good. It's good. I, I'm not worried about the name. I'm worried about the information yeah. that's in it. So he talks about like it's. What's the source? So it has different episodes. What's the source? First of all, let me give you an example. TurboTax. They lot to they like like to advertise it's free, it's free, it's free. But in reality, what they're trying to do is shove the deluxe version of it. They actually have a free free version through the IRS. They partnered up with the IRS. Yeah. But when you Google that, it doesn't show because yeah. they want you to buy the shit. Ah. So he, what he does is he takes off their mask. He talks about that. He talks about the news. Why That's is it I dying? That's what about the Half Core podcast. He talks about the news and why is it dying. He talks about the COVID and how it destroyed America. He talks about the protest. What do protests. you mean it destroyed America? We're still going. Well, yeah, but... Bud. A lot of businesses are shutting down, local yeah. businesses, people that worked hard for their shit. And just because of lack of leadership, they're going to shit. Don't yeah. be surprised if in the next six months, your favorite business, small business closed down. Absolutely. Let's be 100. I've, I've already seen a couple, like even like corporate, I mean, 400 not, I, Wendy's are I'm shutting not, down. I'm not cutting right now. And that's, that's in a way, it's good because we don't eat fast food. But yeah. to give you an example, that's corporate, 400, 400 Wendy's, Wendy's, which means a lot of people are going to be unemployed. It's cool. It's Make cool. Sure you, uh, watch uh, the Half Court podcast while you're at home. While but you're my, smoking my, your little weed. My point is, people, if y'all want to get some good information, the patriotic. The patriotic. Yeah, that's yeah. where it's at. It's, no, it's Half good. Court podcast. Half Court podcast, Half-court obviously. Podcast, you know, out. the long form, you know, long format. But it's, it's 22 clips, mini videos. Free, free promo here. Yeah. It's, it's good information, motherfucker. All that's right, what cool. I'm just saying. That's, that's my point. That's my point, you know. I'm going against the grain, man. For real. Uh, 
there is also a, a news that you know Nick Cannon has uh, oh. wilding out. He has wilding out. He's had it for yeah. fifteen years, Dude. and he says something on a podcast that had it was. The truth. Truth. I don't know the exact words. Culture vultures. It was like a culture thing. Mm. And no, I know what he said. He said he that was it. he said that the blacks were the true Hebrews, and that the big corporations were savage and uh, he said savages. Something like that. Selfish savages. Uh, some, something along those words. So what he's saying is that those big media corporations don't really give a fuck about you. And somehow they let him in because he was doing drums and he was cute and shit. Mm. He, you know, they let him in. And now that he's like, I don't need you, motherfuckers. I have my own podcast. I have YouTube. I have this. He said on his podcast that shit. So now they show Wild and Out off of MTV, everything. Yep. So Nick Cannon is because he's and don't be surprised if Nick Cannon so fucking it, starts maybe a rape, the rape allegations. And uh, let me. What? Rape? Let me just stop. I'm saying when you do shit like that, bro, you start getting weird shit. Going well, on. I, I feel like, like your image, they start right. Like they the, start throwing dirt on it. It's yeah, just it's, it, it is what you're it is. Against, you're against like Nick Cannon, bro. Nick Cannon, but I, like, I, man, Nick Cannon is at the point that he can even start his own network. Yeah, he he's is. like he's run for 15 years. That was a very brave move of Nick Cannon, though, but because he was it, so. I mean. It's freedom oh. of speech, but to a certain degree, because a lot of people say some people nothing. have freedom of speech, but they don't really. But yeah, have it the costs you. Sometimes it costs it's, you. It's, yeah, it's America, yeah. bro. You know, you, you, you got to pay really, the consequences of that. Yeah. You gotta have the money to back that talk, that shit up. So Nick I don't Cannon, know. Nick I don't Cannon know. Has the money? I'm I think sure. what's gonna happen is I heard he's he's gonna fight for the rights of Wildin' Out and then take that somewhere else. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people are gonna be like, "Come, come on in," because that's how oh, it works, yeah. man. When and I mean right now Nick Cannon by doing that bro he's basically doing what Kaepernick did by putting exactly. a knee exactly you know and, and, and and that's like, what happened enough bro I'm tired of fucking just being a uh, uh, entertainment to you guys exactly like. and that's what happens so he'll get like bad publicity and bad word and whatever mm. but then it goes back up it's like Nike when he's, they supported the Kaepernick movement their stocks went down yeah yeah but then like a week later it went uh, up by a lot. And it happens with Tesla's yeah. the same, man. Yeah, Tesla I mean, just went up. Bro, that has to be a. Imagine what he was going through when he thought, I'm going to kneel on the next game. Like, imagine, it's a lot. It's a lot. Because you know it cost like, him his I job, his career. Bro, I, I'm going to quit a job. Like, let's say I'm going to quit a job. So I'm up thinking all fucking night. All right. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, what am shit. I going to do? Am I really going to quit? Am I really. Blah, blah, blah. So imagine this nigga. He was Did like, you hear the story about why he, kne- why he took a knee? Because he was tired of the brutality. Well, he also talked to a guy that was in the army, a a, a white dude. I can't remember his name, but he was talking to this guy and he said, yo, um, you know, I don't appreciate you. Well, I I didn't. He said, I think it would be better if you took a knee rather than just sit. Because if you're just sitting, it's more disrespectful. Whereas, like, we've taken knees to pray. Right. We take a knee to do other things where it's still respectful. And so the guy that Navy, Army, I can't remember what he was, said, you should take a knee rather than just sit. And that's part of why he decided to, uh, you know, he had protested yes, before, bro, but then he took that day, knee because he had that, that advice from yeah. someone who, who said, you know, this would be respectful or more. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it because just of sitting down while that shit is going on. It yeah, is, I've yeah. been to baseball games and stuff like that, and I'm not American. So when people are sitting there, like, really with their hand, like, just trying to, and I'm, I'm not, you know, it, it feels, feels odd, bro. Like, you're at a Texas Ranger game. Yeah. With my dad that looks Mexican as fuck. I look Mexican as fuck. And then 
you got white people next to you just it, it, it is a culture uh, <laughs> culture shock culture shock yeah yeah it, like I said I feel like whatever Nick Cannon decides to do I think he's gonna be alright yeah, yeah, he Nick got Cannon, a shit Nick ton Cannon of money is done. I mean yeah. Nick Cannon bro like you don't do bold shit like that unless you got the yeah. to back it up bro, uh, the bread the cheddar I mean yeah. you have that fuck you money that's basically what yeah. that is yeah um, we, we were talking about the first amendment and our freedom of speech right um, one of the things judges don't have is that they, they lose some of that think about how much you if a case is so the DACA case that was just in the Supreme Court these Supreme Court justices can't come out and say this is how I feel about DACA and this is the way it should be Right, because their freedom of speech is somewhat limited in the way that they can react to things. Mm. They can't come out and be in public. They can't come out and be on this podcast probably for the same reason, because they're somewhat limited by that position. I've been wanting to have cops on here, bro, and they're just like, I gotta ask my general or my, I'm like, All right, and right now, yeah, it's an odd time. Also, that's why lawyers. Yeah. I fuck with lawyers, they're, man, because you guys are basically. We're here to advocate. Look, this is how I look at it. Like you got the, it's like cops and robbers type shit. And then the lawyers are kind of neutral. Mm. So it's like uh, you guys get to see both sides. Yeah. So if you got a, a smart girl, send her to law school because you might need her, as Little Dark would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Uh, you just got to watch out. I mean, even here when we talking, you know, we're, we're pretty straightforward, pretty clear of what we're saying. And, yeah. You know, but it's a sensitive world, man. A lot of people get butt hurt real quick and... and you just gotta, you know. My dad was like, pinches niñas. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so sensitive. And um, I mean, bro, it's weird that we're sensitive, but at the end of the day, I think the United States is very savage in the sense that if you're not here to grind, work, or just accept the fact that you're gonna be a fucking junkie, you're not gonna make it here. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's just the facts, bro. I've seen people come from Mexico, like, I'm gonna try it out. And they come up here. They can't keep up. They can't the bills, keep up, yeah. the fucking... Constant, constant. You got to like, work, you got to pay taxes, you got to... No, bro, a lot of people can't do it. You got to, yeah, you got to, like, I think that's why, like, you got to make sure you're as clear as possible like, this mentally. Is, uh, the, I, I yeah. feel like the United States is like like the game, uh, like, Vegas, I guess, mm, of, the, yeah. of, of just... Well, that's why they said the U.S. Uh, the U.S. population ha- takes less vacations than anyone else in the world. We have less days off. The same reason, right? It's always go, 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 go and go, it's go, just go, grind, go, grind, go. Grind. And if you're grind, not grind, ready grind. for that, like, don't come here, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck, we gonna need you here for to just sit at this the house? Is, uh, this fucking... is one of the countries that really like. Besides all the negative shit we talk about, you know, because it has its. I love America. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is the the, the country that makes. Millionaires, billionaires mm-hmm. gives you the opportunity to do that. Gives you the opportunity to follow your dreams. I mean, even by shit, by five years from now, there's going to be like twenty plus millions self-employed people. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. People are just doing their shit, and bro, that's I mean, that's my awesome. Guy is the first undocumented. Exactly, exactly. Lawyer, like, the United States. You know, like, like we like, have a lot. The joy that your mom, that his mom had, when and, and not only that, man. The percentage of Hispanic business owners is high yes i want to say 50 or more 50 percent or more i want to say like so there's let's take a it lot back. Of- let's take it back because i feel like the person you are probably has a lot to do with your parents absolutely so talk about your parents a little bit yeah so i mean growing up my parents always education 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 right there's like that's your way out so it's funny when you, we in fifth grade we were getting uh, a lot of my classmates were getting these applications to these charter schools and i'm thinking to myself like mom when am i gonna get my application 
because I was supposed to go to Roosevelt. Yeah. And if you know Roosevelt at that time. Hey, shout out Roosevelt. <laughs> hey, you taking some pics? All right, yeah. man. Should at that time, soup. Roosevelt was kind of, I mean, it was gang infested, if you want yeah. to say. But, I mean, it was Southside, Juaritos, uh, GBC, all that, right? So One year, it was like the number one most violent middle school in yeah, America. Right. And so, Shit. to think of that. And then I was, so I, from Roosevelt, I was set to go to Capitol Hill. That's the number two. There we go, right? So <laughs> my mom damn. was like, yo, like my cousins that live two houses down from me were cops pulling up every once a week. They're Juaritos, claim Juaritos. And so, you know, uh, drugs, fights, gangs, another uh, uh, opposing gangs, uh, Southside just up the street. And so it's just like a whole thing that was happening in my neighborhood. Said it was within a five-mile radius. It yeah. was a war zone, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, in the, my neighborhood was, it was pretty bad, bro. I mean, there was barbed wire barbed wire in the creek so that if somebody was getting chased by the cops we knew exactly where to run so that somebody else would trip right and we knew exactly where that was and everything so i mean the neighborhood i grew up around the people i grew up around i was like this close to just falling over the cliff bro and going bad right and so my mom was like i was just like you know stay away so you kind of focus on education bro i was in the middle of it you know like one day i'd be like hanging out with uh south side the other day i'd be with gbc the next day i'd be with juaritos and i'd just be in the middle of it because i was just the people counselors like you're a good kid yeah exactly right (laughs) don't hang out with them yeah the the school counselor yeah bro i got i got trouble in school man absolutely bro my my sister's my sister-in-law's a a school counselor and see that's what i'm saying now bro us as we're 25 whatever the fuck how old are you 28, 25, 27, 27. Yeah, so now we're the ones that are being teachers. And so we actually can change this shit. Because yeah. for the longest time, bro, I was depressed about the fact that I couldn't change anything. Mm. Like I was like, I'm just a kid, bro. Yeah. I'm, nobody trusts what the fuck I got to say. Nobody cares. Nobody. I'm, you know, so it's, now. Yeah. Especially I was tired of hearing like, oh, Oklahoma can't do this. Oklahoma. I'm like, they can't like, oh, Oklahoma is not a big enough market to do to make a difference. You know, kind of sucks because or any place I would say like it's used to a certain way. So I don't know where you start. I don't know. Seeing we're seeing younger people do newspaper when I was 17 because I shot a music video. Mm. Like they thought that was that amazing. Like when they seen a music video shot by me. And directed But like They were so amazed bro Like now if somebody If a 15 year old Drops a music video right now It's normal It's normal Yeah That's, that's what I'm telling you Like It's like So now it's our We're breaking duty. We're breaking the boundaries And we're, we're To go to like schools And be and, and, and It's cool bro Cause yeah. it's Yeah uh, Oh shit Yeah I mean That's one of the things With like my parents Also you know We go back to my parents A little bit But they were always like School 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 but then they always supported anything I wanted to do, right? So it was like for a little while it was soccer, and they would support me through soccer, and then they stopped supporting my soccer my soccer dream, and I was like, yeah, I got to keep going. you know, I got to keep playing soccer. So I played club soccer for two years, and then within those two years, they were like, yeah, we're not going to be driving you around anymore because they also had that fear, right? Well, what if we get pulled over and we're on the same car? What's going to happen? Not todos nos van a votar, right? And so that was a fear that they live with their whole life and still do to this day. Um, but... As soon as, I, as soon as I got into college, you know, it was just what any, any parent would do. We're going to do whatever we can to help you. As soon When I was there, yo, what can we help you with? What can we help you with? Always supportive, always there. Um, whenever law school was about to start, I told them, I said, hey, man, I, I told my family, this is my, my next three years. This is my focus. I'll miss birthday parties. I'll miss Christmas Sacrifice. things. Yeah, I'll miss, I'll miss a lot of things. But after these three years, you know, we're back. We're, cool. we're back into it. Yeah. 
Um, unfortunately, my dad uh, had a, wor- a work accident back in uh, 2000, 2013, and uh, he spent about a month in the hospital, had like 20 surgeries on his leg, and then eventually had his leg amputated. And so we went through a lot of that, you know, kind of going back and forth, trying to shout stay together. Shout out to your dad for putting up with 20 surgeries, bro, bro because that yeah, has no out. fucking joke. Bro, bro it was tough. It was tough, man. And so we spent a month in, in the hospital and, you know, kind of going back and forth on that. It kind of happened around Thanksgiving time. So right before Christmas, he came out of the hospital. And so we dealt with that for a long time, you know, uh, with him having to go to psychologists, getting a, a, a prosthetic leg and things like that. And so I was going through that with them, and so it was like a, a big burden, not just on me, but then my little brother, my little sister, right? My little brother was like 10, bro, and he's like experiencing Witnessing this, this crazy that. trauma, bro, this crazy, crazy trauma. And so then, uh, you know, we kind of got through that a little bit, and there's still some, I think there's still some trauma in between us and like how we interact sometimes, because it's just a, be. it's a hard, hard little path yeah. that we went through right there. Um, and then unfortunately for my, for my dad's side, um, you know, his for, well, fortunately, his mom was able to come back and forth for a little bit when she got a traveler's visa. But her, my my grandpa passed away in Mexico, and you know, my dad didn't have the chance to go back to see him. Yeah. Then on my mom's side, fortunately, um, all of her family is here, nine brothers and sisters, and then my grandparents were here. And when my both of my grandparents passed away, my mom was here, and they were here. And so that was, you know, that's a fortunate side on that end. But, you know, it's a it's an immigrant story. You know, when are we going to be when will we return to our country and then be able to come back to our home? Bro, I see my dad cry today. Yeah. For was it for the same reason? Or yeah. Kind of his um, his cousin had to go because he was sick. He has diabetes and shit. Yeah. And he was like, no, Marano, pues, a ver cuando nos caes para acá para hacer una carne asada. My dad was like, yeah, like, fuck. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, definitely like, um, you know. My lady with, she has a grandpa, and yeah, she's like crazy to see him because you never know when it's the last time. So like, it can hit you. Yeah, that I, I definitely understand. Like, especially like when you can't see. Like, I can imagine my brother, not my brother, my uncle, that was locked up and couldn't. Like him and my mom were so close. So him locked up to get the news. Like, hey, your your sister passed away. Like yeah. that. Like, and my he, mom, yeah. she just went through it. My grandma died like a uh, month ago. Mm, I'm yeah, sorry to hear that, bro. I had to yeah. go through the live shit, like, damn, yeah, I'm bro. Just like, Fuck, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh, it's it's tough, man. I'm telling you, man. That's why, like, I think the the most important it goes back to the most important part is like making sure you're there mentally because you have a lot mm-hmm. to juggle, especially like if you're worrying about like I, I'm trying, I'm not trying to go, you know, get deported and whatever. Like, you have a lot, like life, work, you know, if you have kids, yeah. and then you know. The family over there, like keeping up, and like it's a it's a lot, man. Like I it, had, I'm reading this, a lot. I'm reading this book. Um, it's by her name is Julissa Arce. She um, she undocumented as well, and uh, she she was born or she was born in Mexico and then raised in San Antonio. And she talks about her journey about like going back and forth and then living with their grandma in Mexico and then coming to the U.S. and then staying in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she was talking about that and like how how she was so separated from her family, but she got to, bro, she got to Goldman Sachs and made VP as an, undo- initially as an undocumented person. And uh, she went out and bought her fake papers and got hired at Goldman Sachs, bro. Like, I mean, Goldman Sachs in the middle of New York's, like New it's York like City. like the biggest Bro, bro the biggest. Goal, like, yeah. Achievement. And like. so she gets in as an undocumented person using these fake papers. And then she goes on and she becomes this VP 
Um, but there was a point in her story where she's talking about how her being undocumented didn't allow her to feel what she wanted to feel in that moment. And, bro, we, I live that a lot, right? So, like, going through law school, finishing law school, you know, um, being a lawyer and things like that, I, I, a lot of the times I find myself being numb because I, I don't have time to feel, right? Sometimes I don't have time to feel. So my, my, my wife checks me sometimes, like, yo, what are you thinking? What are you doing, you know? So she's like, you know, come back, come back to reality and feel something. Tell me what you're mm-hmm. feeling. How are you feeling? What are you thinking? Things like that. Yeah. And so I appreciate her for really calling me out and keeping me, on, keeping me oh, in yeah. check on things like that. Yeah, I think uh, one thing we would love to have is a psychologist, somebody that can help us out to understand and prevent depression and, like, especially in situations like this where you have the whole COVID and, like, people lost their jobs, so they're probably scared to go out, scared yeah. to, you know. So it's the, the mental side, I feel like it's, it's tough, man. It's, like, it's gone and up, like, the depression and maybe, like, I don't know how the suicide shit's looking like right now, but I'm pretty sure it's ni- not. A lot of niggas are hungry, too. Yeah, yeah the homeless. I saw an like- article that there was going to be uh, – Probably a lot more deaths off of starvation than there was going to be off COVID because mm. people are losing their jobs and all that shit. So, yeah, like shit. Like, yeah. fuck, here we go again with the fucking. It was going good, man. We had hey. to just fucking go to the, to the reality, which no, is this yeah. whole shit. Cause I'm like, damn, almost every podcast we talk about. COVID and the situation. The conversations and, that people don't want to have. Right. Bro. And it's like, yeah. Why are you crying? Uh, yeah. If yeah. <laughs> he's over here, you know what I'm saying? We all here getting sentimental and shit. Um, but it is reality, man. It's, it's just what what it comes down to. Uh, yeah. yeah. Immigration is a vulnerable spot for me because I'm like, fuck, bro. Yeah. 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 I feel like, and it, I actually tweeted about that just uh, yesterday. I, I tweeted Julissa because she made a really bold statement in her. Uh, uh, when she made that statement, it really got me thinking. I was like, damn, I really don't have, like, the time to feel sometimes. And then I started thinking to myself, like, she talks about how she... I think that's why drug... Uh, I don't know. I mean, you probably know because you're a lawyer, but drug use and suicide is high within lawyers, so... Yeah, alcohol, alcohol, drug, and suicide. Yeah, those, yeah. those are those are big, big things amongst lawyers. Um but Julissa talks about how she was able to, when she got her green card, she was able to travel back to Mexico. And she was able to hang out with their family back in Mexico and go back to all the spots that they had visited when she was young and all that. And, bro, it hit me hard. I was like, I'm never going to get to do that with my family. I'm never going to be able to go see where my dad went to school with him. I'm never going to go to see where my mom went to school, where she, see, my mom lived, things it. like that. I got to see it, but today it was sad because my dad, he's a respectable dude, bro. Like, he, he's done a lot. Yeah, and for him to cry over that, that was like, what the fuck? Like, that was probably the few times you've seen him like that, huh? Because he, he, I can. But that's crying, no fuck. I'm crying. Yeah, yeah, bro. I definitely like. Yeah, it's it's crazy, bro. Like, I can tell right off the bat, like your dad is like tough guy, and he's been the strong one from the family. You know, Mm -hmm. I have mad respect for your dad, bro. Real shit. Um, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's a it's a very uh, sensitive you know topic when it comes to stuff like this and. Shit. Yeah. What do you think would be the solution, man, if you're, you know, in office and, and you're trying to make sure? Because, I mean, the way Trump made it seem, and fuck, fuck politics. I fucking hate it. But it's yeah. like, he's like, you know, we're going to get the people that are illegal, get them out, and have a, a system where they can come back in. That's yeah. his whole, you know. But 
Let's be real, man. That's not <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not the way it works, that's bro. Not Come the way on, it works, bro. Well, that's, yeah, that's the that's the issue with um, immigration. And there's another book I was reading, and it was uh, the title of it's like. Um, I just, Ame- my bad. I just hope we all get deported together so we can go fuck yeah, some shit up in Mexico. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I know if uh, shit goes hey, to just shit. Educated us. We speak English. I got tats. I, Mexico's about to I don't take know how over. To rap. Hey, we take the half court podcast to Mexico. Oh, stop. Ah, stop playing. <laughs> stop playing, man. Bro, you know, that's, that's reality because, yeah. like, so the attorney I work with, um, his wife is also on DACA, right? And so whenever we talk about DACA, it's not just me, it's his wife and then our whole clientele. But what happens when that goes away or if she gets deported, if I get deported, well, I mean, we've talked about just popping shop in Mexico and on the border. I have doing a plan. Like yep, that. yep, yep. Yeah, we've we've thought about things like that, but I mean, I think it's gonna it's gonna come down to voting in November. Vote Trump out one hundred percent. I think um, both you know, are not qualified. But I shit. Let's go. Let's go for the opposite. Yeah. Trump is not. Man, it's just ah fuck. This guy, Joe Biden, has like is he's not there. But yeah. then again, I'd rather. I'd rather have him Yeah and, and you gotta think real, about real Like shit. you know We're, we're not it, It's it's hard to say like Pick your evil I guess You know Pick one, your poison Pick your poison Yeah right Well like I mean The things that Trump has said Bro I mean Those It's just hard, yeah, hard, yeah. How do you even like His thing is like What what Every day I feel like He has a list like Alright today I'm gonna tweet five shit I don't give a fuck what it is I'm just gonna tweet it Yeah Like you how know? do you, How do you justify yeah. the, the things he says yeah. You know like I was you. You can't. Yeah, you can't. There was a. I was reading a post today about the Confederacy flag, right? And like the symbol of the Confederacy flag, and just because you think it means something different, the symbol is still the same because the Confederacy flag is the Confederacy flag, and it was used for a purpose, right? They were fighting yeah. for state rights, but their yeah. state right that they were fighting for was to enslave the black man, the black people, the black yeah. population, and so like There's symbols, paper towels. I'm not paper towels. Kleenex, bro, because those. Oh, right there, there, the box right there. The oh, box. yeah, right there at the bottom yeah, of the backpack. That, though, that paper towels can be rough on the nose. Yeah. So go ahead, go ahead, bro. What were you saying about yeah. the, um So, the like, just, just symbols, bro, and, and symbols, and then the, the way that now what Trump symbolizes, right? And he's come out and said, like, yo, the Confederacy flag is okay. And people say, like, yeah, well, it's my First Amendment right to support the confederacy flag but do you understand what you're supporting whenever you're supporting that flag right it's not your it's not your belief it's what that actual flag symbolizes and so for me like i see trump and it symbolizes something similar yeah and so it's it's, yeah i i definitely like when i see trump it's like the first thing i think is division like Mm -hmm. we've been more divided than ever like it's it's just the civil war yeah like it's just everybody's divided and it's just ridiculous you know like yeah. it's just, like it needs to stop like this is what being in america it isn't about you know it's not right. about like we all supposed to come together as one yeah so, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna recommend a podcast for everyone else i know t- take some time of course to listen to half court but there's a podcast out there 1619 and it really goes i mean it takes you back into through the history of in it's oh yeah, 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 yeah! I don't know if you've had if you had a chance to hear. It I have not, but it's always good to like know the history, and especially if they're talking about it with facts. Because I feel oh, like, yeah. especially schools, you know, like they say they like to glorify 
Christopher Columbus, mm-hmm. the guy that came and took the golds from the islands and right. raped these people and, and killed. You know, and, exactly. Yeah. And they like to grow up like the guy who discovered America, but why he's looking like the good guy when he really wasn't, you know? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, just as long as they're speaking facts and let's go for it, you know? 1619, you said? 1619, brother. Oh, yeah. I, it really breaks down. I mean, uh, in one of the episodes, she travels to Louisiana and she talks to someone who was running a farm whose farm has been in his family for generations. And basically what happened to him is he was applying for these loans after his dad died. And uh, they, would, they would hold off his loan until it was basically too late for him to start cropping. And then it, that happened for like five, six years. And they went back and some, uh, there was actually a whistleblower who called him and was like, yo, uh, do you know what's been happening with your loans? Somebody was forging his signature and changing the loan amount so that he would get less money and at a later, later time. So after like five years of this happening to him, of course his farm is going to go under. He's not going to be able to pay for his farm. And then everything that he had on his mortgage, of course, is going to get foreclosed on. Right. But it's a concrete like uh, example of what really happened and what continues to happen even now, bro. Even now, like it continues to happen, you know. Um, and so, you know, to, to think about like our presidency, I mean, growing up, I was like, yeah, pre- this president in the United States, like I said earlier, it's not going to do anything to me. I'm. I'm a Mexican citizen. It's not going to affect me. But look at us now, you know, with DACA and immigration and, and things like that. It's it, it, it just like I never I don't pay attention to politics too much because it's just mm-hmm. so full of shit. It's always the the Democrats, Republicans, and they're all just in it for the same shit at the end of the day. Um, but I've never seen somebody that like. I don't know. I don't even know how you even word it, but it's like Trump is just out of hand. Like, yeah. he just came in. I remember the first statement. He was like, Mexicans are rapists. Mm. They're thieves. They're drug dealers. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Like, yeah. I don't know if that was a strategy, but it was like, whoa, here we go. And then that activated a lot of a lot of the racist it people. Brought, it, brought, it, it, it brought them out. It brought them out. It brought you, them you, out. They, I don't know, man. It's just crazy. And it's like... Um, and the patriotic thing, you know, they talk about the elections and how messed up it is because mm-hmm. there's certain systems that, I don't know, it's some weird shit that it, it, it doesn't, he didn't receive much votes, but certain things and rules and shit uh, uh, gave him the edge yeah, to, yeah, to, to It may win. be the part of the gerrymandering. It could be way, that. I really way, don't remember yeah. the exact terms. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. But. Yeah, gerrymandering is basically the way you divide your districts. Yeah. Right? So they're like, all right, uh, we have they're like we have 10, uh, 10 Republicans and 10 Democrats right here. Well, we're going we're gonna to draw the line so that there's 10 Republicans or, or we're going to draw the line so that there's like um, five Republicans and five Republicans over here. And then there's going to be two Democrats over here and two over here so that the Republican side is always going to win, basically. And so there's a bit of fights battles all yeah. the times about gerrymandering and li- and like redrawing our districts i mean you look at some of these dis- districts bro and they're drawn out like this like crazy know, crazy lines yeah, yeah like like what why would you even draw it like that but it's part of the system it's part mm. of the system that's you know it's it's been it's been the way it is but it, we, we really have to change those things and and those lines get redrawn every so often so whoever controls the if the democrats are control or the republicans control that's who's going to redraw those districts and basically make them work for themselves. Hmm. As, yeah, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. There's a lot um, there, yeah. As far as 
sports, you know, you grew up a big soccer fan. Yeah. Is there any other sport you follow? Uh, you know, I started following a little bit of football when I started playing fantasy football. Yeah. And then uh, Thunder, of course, when they yeah. came here. Uh, but really, I'm more just soccer-oriented. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting about, like, my soccer career, my soccer knowledge, is I grew up watching Mexican soccer because, yeah. you know, my dad's Mexican. Mm-hmm. And Chivas we, America. America. Oh, Aguilas. boy. Hey. <laughs> Everybody knows that battle. There was yeah. a... And I'm pretty sure you heard of it. Um, Scion, right? You know who yes. he is? Um, there's some... Uh, an article that leaked or a news report that leaked that he got paid in college four hundred thousand mm. dollars. I don't know if you've seen uh, that. I haven't seen all that. his niggas were smoking gas. Everybody, but was, it was a party for them. I, for it sure. was you're, like because in, in college, that's the crazy thing. When you're a college athlete, you don't get paid for shit, right. even though you're the big star generating the millions for them. Millions. Like when Zion was in college, bro, the tickets, see, like the bro, price. See, that's some bullshit. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like, and I'm glad the NBA came back with this shit because they're like. If you're getting out of high school, you had to go to college at least yeah. a year yeah, to they get got rid of it, right? They, they so they got rid of, uh, bro, rid of that people shit. People have to take into consideration uh, the the risk that athletes take because exactly. they're giving away all uh, their whole energy to their whole life. To your, yeah, to your mm-hmm. let's say me and you fucking did this whole half court podcast for a thousand episodes, and then like people just came through and they were just like fucking. That ain't nothing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's what it is with them. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Fucking eighth. Or usually the people that are good started young. So, like, Alex Alcedo started at, like, seven years old. So, you mean to tell me if this nigga breaks his wrist at fucking 27 after he put in all that work, yeah. now he has to go work sheetrock and fucking... Yeah, like, nine to five or some shit like that. That's a big-ass risk, bro. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like, the... the Shout out to my nigga Alex, bro. Shout out, yeah, shout out. Not a lot of motherfuckers like that. Yeah. The thing is, like, the the, the NCAA makes a shit millions, like, probably billions. Who who knows, right? And they don't pay their athletes not one cent. Not one cent. They don't get paid. That's how it was for artists for the longest, bro. So, like, this report, I guess it, because it was a, I guess it was a a brand that reached out to him and said, hey, I'm, and to me, 400,000 ain't shit. But, hey, for a kid that's broke and comes from the trenches and shit. I'll take it. I'll take it, right? So it became big news, and I'm like, bro, like... I need some shoes. It became big news. Headlines everywhere. Oh, Zion accepted this, Mm. and then, you know, his stepfather accepted it, and... Bro, what's the big deal? So, like, to me, either the college needs to fix that where they pay them something... Or that's it. That. Everybody's gonna go to from straight from high school to the to NBA because it's like it's just yeah. like it's, it's corrupt. NBA kids, the the yeah, the, they're corrupt. You know, so fuck they, college. They've yeah. been talking about that though, right? They've been talking about changing it up. So they they, they should. A lot of people, a lot of celebrities, athletes are are very they're against that. Like college athletes should get paid because yeah. like even Zion himself, he was selling out. Like everybody, celebrities yeah, would go yeah. and watch him play. But then he almost got injured. Like, it was scary. His shoe. He, this motherfucker is a freak of nature. He broke his fucking shoe. Yeah, that Nike like, shoe. Like, that shit, the swole just opened. So you can see, like, the shoe just hanging off of his Goddamn foot. Goddamn animal. Yeah, fucking animal. That. He almost got injured, bro. So yeah. that was scary. I was like, fuck. But then again, it's, it shows you, like, if he would, like, if that was a, a career-ending injury, like, yeah, bro, he would have been toasted. With art, with, uh, same with artists and shit like that, bro. Like, it's a tough field. You. Yeah. Being an undo- undocumented lawyer, bro, all yeah. the shit that you had to deal with. Yeah, and I think part of um, part of this whole, hopefully, hopefully, 
um, opens up to college students getting paid. Like college um, football players too, man. Yeah, Ooh, college players. Should, yeah. Um, I, I've, I've said this to, to a couple people in the past. I've said... Uh, Are they ready it, for it? It's basically modern slavery, bro. When you think about like all, all NFL teams are owned by white folks. Yeah, bro, and they and then in that case, bro, that's they, when they love the black people because yeah, the black yeah, athletes. Because United like, States is woo, modern day. Who are they going to? Who are they going to pay the most? Right. Yeah. 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 So I was, I, that's one of my things on that. But aside from that, another one of my goals is to become become a sports agent. So I've been. I mean, I've had people reach out to me on Instagram just because they see I'm a lawyer and I do soccer and things around here, and they'll hit me up. I had someone hit me up from Florida. Um, I heard y'all talked about Josh Garcia while y'all were talking about Alex or with Alex yeah. Acedo. Shout out to Josh. Bro, I got the first call from the Dominican Republic that said, yo, we want to bring Josh to the Dominican Republic. They called me. I was like, what? Why are you calling me? I'm not even, I'm not, I don't even, that's, not that's his agent. Plug base, you heard? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's, I definitely want to get into that scene. Like one of my goals is to be able to go to like courtside games and mm. like even have like basketball celebrities in here and like bro, talk, making making kids like, like you you shared with me in the past that you wanted to be a basketball player yeah so imagine if you're able to go somewhere and then you see a little kid cold as fuck but he can't afford no shoes he can't yeah he can't pay for the tournament he can't yep so if you can just make it happen for him like just that's that's you know you, what i'm saying and how Fuck all the money. Fuck uh, yeah. CNN. No, yeah, I think fuck everything, yeah. bro. Imagine the joy that you would get out of that. Even, you know? even like, like me, bro. Like today, for example, I went and bought. I went to the gas station, bro. And then this, there's this gentleman, man, that he greets every single customer that walks in. Keep in mind, it's a gas station. It's here in the south. You get your rude people, you know. Mm-hmm. And he greeted everybody and like, hey, how's your day going and shit. I'm like, damn, that, that's crazy. It's it's really hard to find people that are in a job or you, yeah, that. And I was like, man, if I had some money, I would have blessed him. I yeah, bro. Like, mm. hey, here you go, a hundred or whatever. Bro, your cousin yesterday, I was editing a video, and I'm he like I'm editing, I get in my zone, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then he gets excited, bro. Like I, uh, I look back and he's all like, oh shit, bro. <laughs> he's like, that's the that's that's the one yeah, right there. Yeah. He was excited, bro. He was like, nigga, if I had if I had money right now, bro, I would have just gave you like. Made it as rain much on you. as I could, bro, because that shit made me happy, bro. I think that's uh, yeah. to me. It, it fills me like I seen that, and, and I went to, through a McDonald's because I get breakfast, right? I get you know my little McGriddles and shit. And the lady too, right yeah. off the bat, greeted me uh, through the drive-through. You know, how, welcome to McDonald's. Uh, uh, your total is this. I'm like, thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. And then when I get to the windows, and I'm like, damn, like I and wish see, I could have blessed her because we need we need people, people like, like that. Like that. Yeah. And I need to I need to even get better at that and say, hey, you know thank what? You. Thank you very much. Like we need people like you. You made my day, my, my morning like, Bro, better because they need that because shit. Positivity is so underrated that it's almost weird. We yeah. don't pay attention you know, to if that. They, if you randomly like hit your homie up and you're like, hey, bro, I hope you have a fucking good day. I've been thinking about you. Whatever, boom, boom. Shout out to be, my nigga Patrick. He he just hit you know me with a text saying? this that morning pro- saying like, that well, shit. A lot of people would be like, what the fuck? Like, what is wrong with him? But you need positive people yeah, like that, you know, exactly. because if you're feeling that encouragement, you should share those vibrations. Those exactly, you know, like, it's all about that. If you have yeah. positive shit going on, share it. You know, share you it. know what's changed my attitude about the courthouse in the last month or so. Uh, there are two young sheriffs, Latinos, Freddie and Ed. Ah, oh, Shout out to them, bro. Exactly. I'm telling you, bro. bro. We, we out here. We out here, man. Bro, I walk in. Yeah. I'm like, yo, what's up? You know, they're like, oh, he's an attorney. He's good. Yeah. You know, like they, bro. It's hey, nice uh, to just I'm walk in. Oh, shit. <laughs> for real? Okay. 
I'm like right. cutting y'all dirty niggas up. Y'all been at the courthouse all day. Uh, that's funny, bro. But this, that's them two. And then uh, the homie Cleo that shines our shoes, bro. Hell yeah. And there's another uh, sheriff. He's an older black dude. But, man, it, it, it really changes your your vibe as well just to have positive bro, it's people crazy and because your people I seen around you. Freddie and Eduardo. I've been cutting the hair here, bro, before this podcast shit yeah. here. Like, I, bro, it's crazy. Freddie would get up. Sorry, bro. No, you he, could go he, ahead. He go would ahead. get off because of, they were COs before they were cops. Okay. For like four years, they were at the county in the jungle. Yeah. In the jungle, bro. I remember, that's with the crazy no part, gun, bro. With no taser, that is nothing, fucking bro. crazy. Because like, I would come here and like he's cutting them up and we're talking about that. And he's talking about like, man, I want to be a cop. I want to. And I remember that shit. Yeah, it's bro, fucking crazy, it's crazy just to see and, the progress. And, and, and just the the guts that these. Yeah. I've been at the barbershop. You know the barbershop. There's crazy motherfuckers in the barbershop. Yeah. I cut, I'm cutting Eduardo up. This dude's like, I don't know if this is going to get him in trouble. People probably won't see it, but. This dude's like, I love everybody, Mexican, whites, Asians, everybody, except cops. <laughs> he was like, fuck cops. And then uh, Eduardo, I'm cutting him up, and he's just like, he's like I'm a cop, bro. Uh. <laughs> and he's like, uh, no, 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 I think he said, take that badge off, and uh, we'll see what's up. And then he looked at him dead in the face. Cack, you know Cack. Cack? Ah, oh, shit. Eduardo, Come on. Eduardo's a little nigga. He looks at him and he's like, I'll take this fucking badge off, bro. And then I'm just like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> but that's he's funny. like, he's. Put some respect yeah, on the name, yeah, man. Yeah, shout out to my nigga Lalo. That's yeah, a, shout that's out a to solid them, one right there. Honestly. Yeah. Especially if they're doing good, 32. bro. Like, real shit, bro. Like, you just can't be like. They're actually changing shit. And that's yeah. what I meant to say. Like, when I cut their hair. I was going through school. They see me go through everything, mm. you know? So I would see them, like, how's County this and that? And, like, oh. And then finally they get accepted into uh, the academy, oh, academy together. Yeah. So oh. I'm like, oh, my God. I remember then, it goes back to, like, I, I, I seen a Freddie at the – we were uh, at uh, Senior Shots, and I seen him, and I said, what's up, bro? Like, hey, you know, like, you, you find officially, like, a, you know, in there in the cop, you know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, I'm like, bro, be proud of yeah, that shit. Right, you know, it's like, it. you know, like you're one of the yeah, good absolutely. ones. Like, be proud of that shit, hey, bro. See, like, Lalo, whenever the whole uh, whole cop shit was going on, I cut him up that weekend. Yeah. So he came through, cut him up, and then he's like, "Thank you for not treating me different, bro, because mm, it's been tough. Because, bro, when Lalo comes in, I mean, even though he's been a fucking like you, bro, you're a lawyer now. But let's say Marcos, he doesn't look at you as a Lawyer, you yeah. know, he looks at you uh, like I'm the boiled, bro. ate a fish off of a fucking tank. At I did that. I did that. I did that. <laughs> at a party. You did what? I did that. I ate a goldfish out of a part out of a fish One, tank, bro. A party? Yeah, at a, at a party. I was just like, I was drunk and shit. Yeah, they're like, ah. do it. I was like, bueno. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. Hey, sometimes you got to take a leap of faith. Yeah, bro. You know? That's fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. Like with Lalo, and, and, and that's good that they're in the court. Cause mm-hmm. I at first I was like y'all should be out in the streets, but at the court everybody goes to the courthouse. Yeah. So and they see it, those faces there, brown, and then yeah, 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 yeah. Good yeah. people, bro. They're good people. And it's nice to bring our culture in there too, because uh, now that with COVID and all, they have more people in there cleaning. And guess yeah. who's all cleaning? All I'm the, glad my niggas ain't in county fighting yeah. fucking all felons. The, all, day. all the people that are cleaning, bro, are are um, Mexican ladies, a Mexican, Hispanic, Latina ladies. And so, like, I love them, huh? Bro, I walk into the courtroom and they're like, Hola, Espanol. 
And so you all start talking to them in Spanish and we just kind of talk and I'll be walking out and she's talking to Freddie or Talalo and they're talking in Spanish. And so it's just nice to, you know, be comfortable yeah. in that yeah. area with them like that, too. Bro, because the courthouse, I mean, when I was going in there, it's... Bro, nobody it's wants to be it's there. It's intense, bro. It's like yeah. everybody's going through it. It's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I couldn't do the job as an attorney or... When I was paying all my shit off, I was at the line to pay the, you know, with the... Little, yeah, on the fourth floor. I, I don't know. Like, you go in and then where you pay, there's like the uh, little videos and shit. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so you were at City, probably. Like, bro, I'm not paying attention. I kind of walk and he's like, hey, like, just yells at me. So I'm like, hell no, I'm not about to just let this nigga do that. <laughs> so I'm like, I walk up to him and I shake his hand. Yeah. Boom, boom, like, put my hand out. I'm like, my name is Aaron. Don't, don't do that, bro. Don't, don't say hey, cause it's not my name. Yeah. I would appreciate it if you just, you or know, sir, have or some or respect, something. bro. Yeah. And then he, like, he didn't know what to say, bro. He was just stuck. Yeah. But usually I would have said some other shit, but I was... Yeah. Because it was, you know... So I'm glad that uh, Lalo and Freddie are holding down over there. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate them, you know. Um, I think I think you see, it, you see it at different levels from, like I was telling you, you know, we have the city, the county, and the state and things, but when you go to city court, it's a little bit more chill. It's not as, as like, high okay. stress as, as the county is. Because when you're in the county, bro, that's... It's a higher degree of, you know, uh-huh. criminal or family or things like that, but... It's a it's a whole different vibe when you're in county. And then another thing, right? I've been to I've been to like courthouse in Clinton, out in uh, Guthrie, and I think I've, I haven't been out to Shawnee. I've been out in Norman, and so every courthouse has its own little vibe. You know, it's a, yeah. it's its own layout, and and people know each other in that courthouse. So sometimes when I go out to these smaller courthouses, I'm the big city lawyer. I'm big city, right? Because they're all these small towns. So they look at me and they're like. Wow, we don't know you. You're not around here often, and so they're like, "Give me this eye," and I'm like, "Oh, hey, you know, how's everyone doing? Yeah, I'm coming in from the city." Da, da, da. And see, that's good that you're diverse. Yeah, you're, you're not. El Reno is one of my favorite places to go to. There's a little shop I stop at every time, get my burrito de uh, huevo con chorizo, and get back on the road, bro. But oh, yeah. I love going to El Reno too. I mean, that's one of the things that I, that I love about what I'm doing right now is I get to go everywhere, be all, all over, over the, the place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all over the state. Yeah. You got to be, man. That's what I think that's what I like, man. I, when I have a day off and I have nothing, like I've edited all my shit, I got nothing to shoot, I'm losing my mind. I'm like, mm. I can't stay still. I'm used to like being <laughs> out and about and it feels good, though. Yeah. Like it feels hella good. You have those days where you want to rest sucks, and chill. Bro. You say what? Kind of sucks. Oh, with this whole situation? <laughs> yeah, because now, yeah, I mean, it, we're, I, I, we're I very still, limited. I'm still, know? yeah, I'm yeah. still out and about, but obviously with the, the right precautions and shit, you know. But it's it's fun. It's 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 amazing and shit. Like I I I get a high off of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. One of the other we've been in. Uh, we're about to hit two hours and four minutes. Two hours and four minutes. Right now? Yeah. (laughs) What? Man, this (laughs) has by far has been like one of the smoothest like podcasts. Like it's been. Just from one thing to the other, boom, 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 boom. Like I was gonna tell y'all that too. I could talk for t- like just cool. talk, bro. Just talk. It, it, we're in. We're yeah. in we're yeah, I mean, we don't have a network. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. we run this shit. Yeah, huh. we got our network. You know, <laughs> this is our shit. The real shit. Yeah. You know. Um, I have a question, man. As a lawyer, what is your biggest fear? Mm. I was gonna say getting fired, but I've been fired, so not that. Like clients have fired me. That was that was stressful. Um, really, I think my biggest fear is, um, like not representing someone well, 
and I and it happened. You know, I think I think there was a, and the the three times really, I've, I've been fired three times. I think there was a a lack of a, like a lack of communication, and then maybe I wasn't too into their case kind of deal, and so I I caught myself in those moments, and I was like, yo, I can't let that happen again, you know, um, because our reputation goes a long way, right? Yes, sir. If, if I if I do one bad job, and that one person knows three hundred people, and those three hundred people are gonna know that I did a bad job, and they're not gonna understand that something else might have happened, or I just wasn't in, the, you know, something was yeah. happening, man. So. I, that, that's really one of my biggest fears with that. Um, as far as everything else that I do, um, I try I try to just stay stay within the community, mm-hmm. stay engaged, stay stay out of trouble. Um, you know, the whole drinking and driving no more. I always oh, yeah, Uber, yeah. always yeah. Lyft kind of thing. Um, so, you know, a big fear with me is the DACA thing, right? So until I get my green and even when I get my green card, I still got to you still you know, got another process yeah. to. Yeah, and you know. so just stay, staying on top of my things, making sure I don't miss any deadlines, making sure um, I'm returning calls, things like that. Just being respectable to clients and like like the situation where I got where the where the guy that came into our office was like, oh, I don't know how I don't I know you guys don't like black people or whatever. I'm like, yeah, no, those are things that are bothersome to me because like really, I, you know, m- like I said, my reputation, you know, like, right, right, right. Like, why are you saying like, that when we haven't even? Yeah, gave you a reason to, no for, reason. you know, yeah. Um, what has been any like scenarios that you've been stressed as hell, and you're like, what do you do? Uh, kind of like, let me go buy a pack of Newports. <laughs> no, fuck that. <laughs> Honestly, um, when I was submitting my green card application, it was the most stressful time for me, bro. Um, we got I got married in August, uh, August 2019, and. Uh, I had my application done like at the at the middle August September like middle September, and I held off because I was just nervous. I was stressed out. I was like, I'm not gonna send this. I'm, I got something wrong. I went through it like ten times, and I I go through all my clients' applications five, six, seven times. But mine, I was like, who no, I Your can't own. miss anything. Yeah, I was stressed, bro. I was freaking out. Um, and so like little things like that that you know like. This was my first year filing my taxes as as an attorney and and actually making a having a full time job making decent money, um, and so like these whole these whole this whole idea of becoming a grown up right hitting this twenty eight twenty nine thirty this thirty mark I have like some goals that I want to reach in the next five years, and and it's fear of missing out I think that um, that's kind of like. I don't want to miss on an opportunity where I have an opportunity to either teach someone or educate someone or just help someone get to the next step. And so, you know, to de-stress for me, um, soccer. So with the football factory and what we do with the football factory was kind of like you guys mentioned, right? Giving these kids this opportunity to just get out and play. And so that's really what de-stresses me. Um, I run, I run the football factory, social media. I run my personal kind of brand, Latino, um, I like then, that. I like the name on that. You, it's it's pretty you. creative. And, shit. and then, uh, and then I run our our Dunn and Hernandez Instagram, and I just created a Twitter. And so, I was listening to Gary Vee the other day, and he's like, you know, if you have a small business, create a marketing company around it. And I was like, damn, Gary Vee, you just you Gary know, he's the guy, man. I was like, uh, you're I right, bro. Love that guy. Yeah. And so, so things like that, um, you know. To help me de-stress and then make make sure I'm kind of keeping my head right. And then my wife, like I said, always checking me like, yo, what's going on? You know, what do you have? What's what's bothering you kind of thing? And since we live downtown, we'll hop on our bike sometime and just cruise just, around. Yeah, get, so get so that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Got get it. around, walk around, uh, 
we don't have a dog. We don't have any pets or anything like that. So, you know, we're, we're pretty affectionate to each other as well. And so just having some cuddle time kind of yeah, thing. you got to have the time to go just enjoy yourself and yeah. chill. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, like life is life is right, especially right now. We're living through uh, the biggest mind fuck of bro. So many. History, uh, probably. There was a whole article or something about how people are more emotional now, for the same I just reason. Cried on the podcast. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> 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 there. Shit. But for the same reason, right? Because yeah. we've been so uh, might fucking die, nigga. Yeah, it was isolated too. That's why. Yeah, that's why. Like, you have to keep that balance, and like, as long as you're enjoying the process, like, mm-hmm. I got it. Like right now. Like, I'm part-time. I work part-time, and, like, I have four straight days off. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. So, like, I'm already like, all right, these two days I'm going to work, but the other two days I'm going to chill and, like, spend family time and, like, just chill. Like, I want to go to the river, so I'm, I might hit up Turner Falls or float the river. Like, obviously taking the right precautions, but yeah. you got to have fun, bro. Like, real shit, you got to have fun. Like, I might invite your ass, but I know your ass is going to be like, eh. <laughs> I don't do that. I can't swim. <laughs> yeah, like, a, come a on, nice boy. Vest. You know? But it's just, uh, th- yeah, the, the balance, man. The balance, the I feel balance, like. The balance, honestly, It's yeah. really what it comes down to. I don't know. Sometimes, like, you just feel like there's not enough time. That's the thing that I yeah. feel. But that's like, the thing. I'm just thing. like, man, like, that's why I don't have a girl. Or I don't have no obligations or nothing. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm full throttle in what I'm doing. Boom, 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 boom. But then that can get depressing too sometimes. Exactly. Like, but I've been doing it. I've been doing it for long, bro. Good. And I was in a relationship before, and she put up with it for a little bit, and then she got tired. You got it. But I've been on it, bro. I've been like, fuck it, nigga. Like, by the time I'm 30, I'm trying to be debt-free, chilling. Yeah. Doing whatever the fuck I want. So That's right it. now, if I, I fuck a vacation right now, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I might get deported tomorrow. That's true. Hey, but uh, another thing to think about is, like, this balance that that we try to find amongst ourselves is, like, sometimes we need someone else to help us find that balance. And you you two, I think, bounce off of each other really well and work together, you know. And so that, that even though you don't have someone right there to cuddle next to, you still have him and then other people that, you know, the people that you cut up and have those conversations. And so you still have characters you work with and uh, George Roy, rather is in the shop or at your dad's shop. Now you got two new characters that, you know, so it's, it's cool. uh, Whenever you're in the field, it's tough love. It's no, no. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, How how are you doing? No, you're working. Right. (laughs) For real. For real. I'm sad today, bro. (laughs) But that's like a hundred doors to make. (laughs) That's, like, a tough one when it comes to, like, uh, you know, like, having a conversation and, like, speaking your mind. Yeah. What's, you know, like, as us guys as a, and shit. As a like professional, bro, all that shit does not matter. Like, me with my brothers, bro, like, it's all tough love. Like, I feel like I don't know what the fuck is going on with I guess uh, what, what I'm saying is as a, as a man, as a professional, all the emotional shit. Right now, I don't give a fuck. It's a podcast, so I can be emotional, you know. But mm. when I'm working, when I'm, I'm not gonna cry during a haircut or when I'm working <laughs> and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you yeah. can't do that yeah, shit. Yeah, like you exactly. imagine being in court and then just no, you yeah. got whatever the fuck could be. Going I, I on, broke gotta, up and shit. Like you're over here. Whatever like, is going on, you gotta yeah. look at the judge and be like, "This nigga is he didn't do it." Yeah. This Did is he? this is what we want. This is what we need. Yeah. Yeah. Even if your fucking puppy just died, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I 100% get that. Shout out too. to all the kings out there, man. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things, too, that... Um, so Latinx Landia has just created a group where, um, you know, they, they try to dismantle some of these things as far as, like, machismo, uh, like, xenophobia, um, 
you know, um, Sogni, things like that, right? Like being a little put in. We got yeah, we got to break those things up, yeah. right? Like we're, we're it's okay if we cry, bro. It's okay if we're emotional. It's okay if I tell you, yo, I'm not feeling good today. Yeah, bro. Because you know? I there for a minute, I was about to get up and just go, and then I was like, man, fuck it. Bro. Yeah, bro, it's all right. You know, it's those a are nigga. those are yeah. things things we got to talk about for real. Real shit, yeah. Real yeah. shit. Um, we just got to make sure, man. It's, it goes back to like checking checking up with the homies. You know, like hit them up. Hey, you you all right? Have a great yeah. day and shit like that. That can make. It can or another one, another yeah. big one. If, if Check somebody on hits you up randomly, like, what up? Hey, what? Just be, just make sure they're all right. You know what I'm saying? Don't yeah. just fucking, especially if it's somebody you fucked with, because that's happened to me before. Where I fuck it, I'll, I'll write it back later. Mm. Yeah, and then I go party, come back, this nigga's dead, and then now I'm I'm looking at my inbox and I'm like, damn, damn. I have yeah. three messages from that's this guy back yeah. to back. And I didn't answer. Yeah. Now he's dead, so I can't even. So look out for your homies if that if they're really your homies. You Straight know? up, real, real shit, up. real shit, man. One hundred percent. So, um, if you had to go back five years and you know tell yourself something, what would it be? Ooh, bro. I I really just uh, damn five years was twenty three, bro. I think I've um, I've moved I've kind of stepped away from my family a little bit because I graduated law school I got in this into the full time job I got married I moved out of my house um, and so I've kind of uh, parted ways a little bit with my family we still have our family time but it's it's kind of still trying to mend that relationship you know so five years ago I would have probably told myself don't forget you know don't forget your family and the reason you're here is because they helped you get here yeah. and they've always had your back. And so I think, you know, I, I fight myself on that sometimes. I beat myself up about it, too, because I know, I, like you said, you know, sometimes my mom will hit me up and be like, oh, I'll hit her up later, and then yeah. I'll forget, and then i hit her up the next day, and she's like, cabrón, ¿por qué no me contesta los yeah. mensajes? And I'm like, yeah, I should have just hit her up That one, man, shout out to quick. my boy uh, Vale, because uh, he had a family member pass away in his family. So every time we'd yeah. be kicking it, bro, we'd be sipping whatever the fuck we were doing. If his dad called him, he'd answer, yeah, and he'd be like, ¿qué pasó? First ring And I'd be like Damn this nigga Every time his dad called And I asked him I was like bro Like every time your dad calls you And he was like Yeah bro fuck that He was like I'm not doing that again Like mm. If somebody calls you That you love Answer bro Cause nigga What if they need you right there Or whatever You know like Cause his brother Had just passed away So he was yeah. just like he probably, You know You never know what happened Yeah but exactly That nigga right there Taught me to If your dad calls Or your mom calls Answer bro Fuck it Even if no you No matter the what the hell you're or, doing where the fuck you're at? If you're banging and shit, yeah, answer, yeah. bro. Answer. Keep your phone on loud. Yeah. That's one thing I've been working on too. Cause or I let them know I'm doing this. Yeah, bro. I keep my phone on silent. So I've been trying. Cause if I go into the courthouse, my phone goes off. Sure, you get put in jail for a day or two. But you know that's one thing I've I've tried to change as well. Keep my phone on vibrate or on loud. Is it like a violation, huh? Yeah, I mean, holy shit. Judge just be gets, aware, man. Just be yeah, aware. some judges will say you know just turn it off. Some judges will say I warned you. Da da da. You know, take your phone away, things like that. So just little things like that that I got to be wary of, too. And then, uh, I mean, I constantly, constantly getting hit up on Facebook, Twitter, oh, Instagram. Yeah, this has to be crazy. Yeah, bro. and it's always just something different. Like, yo, what are, you know, I got this going on. What can I do here? Yo, I got this going on. And I'm the one managing all those things. So I'm like, da 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 Isn't it easier for you to, like, go on a live or something and answer those questions and texting? Because, man, I hate doing that. Like, well, it, When it somebody is. will ask me a question about something, I'll just send them a voice message if I have mm, that option. Because it's like doing that. texting them is like, 
or just go live, man. Yeah. I'm gonna do a Q and A this day, Friday, or yeah. you know, just that's a good yeah. idea. That's bro, a, and that then not only that, bro, like people get to see because by text message they don't know your personality. They, right. you know, what I'm saying like the energy that comes. So like doing a live, they get to see the answer. They get to see the energy behind the answer, and mm-hmm. they got kind of get to know like, all right, Every, he's about we it. We may have to be uh, start doing like a little uh, ten minute live on Facebook or some shit. I don't know. Who? Us, the half court. Well, we started doing it, but it's just so not, much shit to keep up yeah, with. It's like, we're fuck. Not, we're terrible with the lives. We're terrible. Yeah, we terrible. started doing it a couple of uh, episodes yeah. in, and I was like, man, I, I, it's just a lot. Like, I'm trying to keep up yeah. with the questions I'm going to ask. I'm trying to keep up with the sponsors now that we're doing sponsors. And yeah. it's like a lot. Yeah. Like, it's a lot. Yeah, that's the thing with me. Like, um, <clears throat> I sat down with um, the attorney I work with, with Lambert, and then uh, another attorney in our office, and I said, you know, I feel like I'm not doing a lot of legal work. They're like, what do you mean? I was like, I just feel like I'm bringing in the work and then I'm like trying to do something. But then I'm worried about another client that I'm trying to bring into the office. And they're like, you know what? They're like, focus on that. They're like, don't worry about the legal work. That'll take care of itself or we'll handle it. They said half of the job is getting the client in the door. And uh, that made me feel better about myself. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, that I can continue over here sending a message yeah, or like. That, said, I mean, you just got to make sure the voice messages. I mean, I'm sure you yeah. are, but. With that, you just got to make sure the lawyers are really with the shit, you know, because if you bring oh, yeah. a bunch of people and then the people aren't really doing what they're... And they want me, bro. They're coming to see me, you know what yeah. I mean? So part of, it, on the line. part of it is the balance, you know. It's like, all right, I can bring you in. I can get you set up, but I trust my partner. I trust my partners to say I can handle this, right? I yeah. mean, they're the experienced lawyers. They're the ones that have been doing it 15, 40 years. I'm a year in, so, like... I'm helping you get to the right place so that I can get you the help that you need. Yeah, because texting, man, like if they text you a question that you know it's going to be a complicated answer, it's like, yeah, Damn. yeah, it's usually you know, always it's like, like fuck, hey, you know, I'm always like, yo, I think we need to talk about this a bit some more. You know, let let me get you into the office. Yeah, kind of so it's those leads, you know, that we're yeah. creating, yeah. and so. You know, I appreciate everyone who, like, follows what, everything that I do, hits the share, hits the likes, man. All those things go a long way. Some people yeah. don't get it yet. Some people don't know the the power of social media. It's free. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah that's what we're talking <laughs> about, too. We need, uh, yeah, like, uh, just hitting that share button. If they'll you can't, see it. They'll see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you can't even, a lot like. A people won't even tell you they see it. Yeah, they see it. exactly. Like, if you they're selling you a product and you can't buy it at the time, but you want to support them, I think a like makes a big difference. You know? Yeah. Share. So, share, a like. You know, commenting that all, all you know, it's it's big. Well, go ahead and hit that motherfucking subscribe button for us for the while you're at it, man. Yeah. And if you're listening, hit that subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Hit that subscribe on Spotify. You know, yep. and that's it. That's, that's it. it, bro. Fuck. So, I mean, anything else you guys want to add? Nah, man. Shout out to Padrino for making this uh, episode happen. Big shout out to all of our sponsors today. Big shout out to AR Anti Photography, Padrino, for sponsoring us, and Callis Leather. That boy right there is smashing yeah. the market. Yeah. What's Gucci, Leather Boy? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mad love, man. I got mad love for my boy Orlando, yeah. man. He's, he's, he's one hell of a hustler. And you can just tell, man. He's yeah. just like that good. Good vibes. Good, yeah. good guy. You know what I'm saying? But hey, Attorney Hernandez. Yes, sir. I appreciate you coming through, man. No, it's I appreciate you. We'll, we'll have you back, bro, because I know we got Real gotta, shit. Yeah. We got to chop it up. Yeah. Even more. I'm happy. Got to. I'm happy yeah, to be so here. We're going to close it out. Yes, Peace. Sir.